hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. There's something wrong with us! Something very, very wrong with us! You are my podcast. My only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. (laughs) I got a whole folder full of dick pics. Are you interested? I know you are because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <clears throat> Bullshit! I'm glad you heard all that. That's right. We are glad you heard all of that. Welcome back, pedal heads. We are here. It is episode 92.5 WTAF on your AM dial. And of uh, course, that's a, I'm sorry, that's an FM frequency. So. Oh, well, I made it AM today. So, uh, fuck you. I can do what I want because I'm Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating. That I'm better than everyone, and uh, well, I'm 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 still that lovable uh, person called Phone Boy. So we finally <laughs> met the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah. And as you heard, this is episode ninety-two point five. Why you might ask? Well, because anyone who listened live at the show where we just basically decided if you didn't hear it live, you'll never hear it again before we went off on our epic trip, which we'll talk about later. We decided we needed to lean into the fact that we need to have an episode 92, so we made it 92.5 WTAF. That's right. And so, you know, we, of course, that makes us think of another great radio station. Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. I love you so badly. They're solid plastic, so don't settle for imitation. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. WKRP Got kind of packing and unpacking Town to town Up and down the dial Maybe you and me were never meant to be Just maybe think of me once in a while I'm at WKRP in Cincinnati well, you know, I think I, I think we talked about, you know, I don't know, editing in, you know, Crossville, 
W- yeah, and WTAF. T-A-F. Exactly. We but- did, but we thought that we would keep it pure because we totally respect uh, any of us and all of us who are old enough to know where that comes from and have enjoyed the humor before it was shit on by woke ass motherfuckers. Yes, and, 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 and music replaced by fucking sound alikes because, you know, music rights are a thing, you know, because they, they did all this, they, you know, they put, you know, the, the show was on from like 1978 to 82, apparently. Yeah, and, like you know, back they, in the day before everybody got up their asses and got real snowflakey yeah, yes. but you know that's why we do this show and if you get any value from the show here's the thing the lotus affects everyone differently and however or wherever the lotus is affecting you thank you for your courage and for propagating the model of the pod father himself and if you're new to the no agenda family welcome here's how it works we give you value by the bullshit we spout and waste your Saturday afternoon and evening. And you Yay! you return it to us in the form of either your time by sending us voicemails, 253-237-3321 on our refire topic, which happens to be what's the best vacation you ever took. Or you can troll along at lotuseffect.chat in the IRC, the Kiwi. You can... Leave us feedback at lotuseffect.show. Oh, no. Uh, yes, that's where that's where the, that's where they can go to find all the information. But you can send us email at like yeah, that was the one. It was the email I was trying to remember. Yeah, it, it's, it's, see it's, what it's, happens. It's, you give Phoenix two weeks off, and she's like a blonde on a coffee break. Yeah, you got to retrain her. Yeah, because because she's blonde. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. All right. Anyway, so we anyway we we uh, but we also take uh, we take uh, we take our uh, we take our our we also we also take uh you know what we, he's trying to say is you can send us your fiat fun coupons <laughs> yeah, that, if tra- your money I'm offends that. yeah, you that, yeah that's what i'm saying that's yeah. what i'm saying if your money offends you we are a charitable organization. We will be glad to take it off of your hands. You can go to lotuseffect.show and there's a we like money button. Just smash that button. And whatever button. the value that you get it, it, from it, it's this show. To, it's important it to smash important. that button. That's right. So whatever value you get from listening to our show, return it to us in Fiat Funku buttons. You can also... St- Splash the walls in Satoshi's because we're a big proponent of Bitcoin. We definitely think it is the future. Okay, but uh, and we also now we also there's us there's other ways to do it too. We can do we can do what Mama T did. Now Mama T uh, actually That's right. did, she did don and I didn't pull the clips, but uh, she had she had done a, a donation to No Agenda and uh, mentioned uh, or uh, mentioned uh, my birthday um, for for sure. I, at least I've heard that uh, the evidence. Yes, I, we heard it. Yeah, I believe uh, that it is actually happening um, or that that it will happen for your birthday if I because. <laughs> Yes, but um, we're not talking about that. Yeah, no, we're not. I don't want to talk about that. No, we're not going to. But we'll talk about the other boostograms that we got. Now, I, we I, should. I did actually. I, I did since we didn't release episode ninety two. Well, figured, you know, we we, we ought to tell the listeners if they're not familiar with how you can boost us. If you have a podcast app that lets you support your favorite podcast, well, good for you, and we'll give you a little <laughs> bing dong on the bell. But if you don't, here's how it works: go get one. If you've been living under a rock, go to new or nude podcastapps.com. Get yourself a newfangled podcast app that lets you splash the walls of the studio here with Satoshis for love, for 
phone boy and myself. Okay, so this is this is what we have as boostograms, and I and I will I am reading the boostograms that we have that that from from the last time that from the last show we published. So um, that which, which means we have which means we have a lot of boostograms from Weirdo for music. So uh, Weirdo boosted a thousand sets saying Joey Cool under pressure. That was a, that's a good track. Um, and then uh, I also got another thousand sat boost saying, "What's a juggalo by Insane Clown Posse?" Yes, I uh, believe so. And then another thousand sat boost from Weirdo saying, "The Dirt Ball, My Mushroom Cloud." And then uh, Phoenix boosted thirty three, thirty three sats saying, "The Lotus, the fucking Lotus is lit." Yes. And then and then Dame Boosty Steed came in with thirty three, thirty three sats saying. Uh, uh, QOTSA, go with the flow, please. All right. And then Phoenix boosted 2222 sets saying Mungo Jerry in the summertime. And that is a groovy tune. That is a groovy tune. And, and Bully Steed comes in with 3333 sats saying Van Morrison's Dancing in the Moonlight, please. Okay. We played that. That was great. That- <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, and then you boosted. Swear to God, at some point you are going to realize you need a cough button. You can't tell me you don't feel that coming. The poor pedal heads are now grabbing for their ears, which are now bleeding. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm okay. Then you boosted 33, 33 sets saying good vibrations by the Beach Boys. Yeah, that's a good track. And then Phoenix with 10101 saying Code Monkey by Jonathan Colton. We played that. That is a good track. Um, and then Sharky with a uh, boosted 3939 sets saying I'm a player by Tech Nine. Um, that is a that's a yeah that, that which uh, what's what song does that I'm a, I'm, oh it's a it's like a rock me amadeus it, it is it, it's a fantastic rip off of falco's rock me amadeus it really is i mean for being a rap song really good to to kind of have a little call back for yeah. that yes yeah, what exa- else was good was the 3333 we got from piranha c for qotsa a song for the deaf then a thousand from weirdo not once twice three four five times ah 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 saying he wanted to hear a little die ant word babies on fire crystal method name of the game glitch mob animus vox and then azalea banks two one one and then to round it off we have kidding blunted yeah, then we got a 33-33 set from Piranha C saying for <coughs> boosting the thriller from Michael Jackson. <coughs> yep, that's a that was some old school for sure. And then uh, and then of course, you know, the ball busting from NetNet, it comes in with a thousand sets and then he does it in reverse saying Sammy sucks human beings balls. Oh, that's right. I remember <coughs> his his stroke last night. <laughs> yes. The poor man. I hope he's doing better. And then and then I get a then you get a boost from for you for 33 three sats saying fuck you Fire Phone Boy. That's <laughs> right. Because Fire Phone Boy <laughs> made the statement to the effect that he fully supported NetNed's viewpoint that DLR is the better frontman hands down. So apparently strokes were just an epidemic last night in Rideshare Radio. Yeah, well. But we had Weirdo come in. He was the voice of sanity with 2222 saying it's good to be back in the rideshare. We now raise hell with Head P.E., which was a fire track, I will say. Then he hit again for 111 with MGMT Kids. Another 111, Foster the People, sit next to me. NetNed slammed in 3333 with Fuck Colliders. Well, at least until they fuck us. Then Weirdo's back with another 1111 saying, Oh, ha, I've missed you, beautiful bastards. You better enjoy yourselves because I did not enjoy you being gone. Laugh out loud. Any who's ever, this is a new life, son of a bitch. Woo! 
Yeah, I'm I, I had it here. Where is it? There it is. This is a new live son of a bitch. Yeah. And now, as of and that, and then, and, and I'm being corrected in the chat by Rev Cyber Trucker that it's D, not die. D, Antwort is the proper pronunciation. Yeah, well. I apologize, sir. Forgive me. Do not whip me, sir. Yeah. Boost me, bitch. That's yeah. right, but do boost us, bitch. Yeah, that's right. So, um, and of course, there's ways to send us feedback. You can send us an email. Um, you know, you can send us, a, or you can send us a message on No Agenda Social. I'm Phone Boy at No Agenda Social. Phoenix is P H E O N I X with a bunch of other stuff after it at No Agenda Social. Yeah, I've got a really long name. Kind of like my really long hair. Yeah. So um, you can send us email, phoneboy at lotuseffect.show, phoenix at lotuseffect.show. Um, you can you can mail us stuff. And we, we've got, we've, we appreciate the stuff that you mail us. We have definitely received uh, some fantastic packages from people like Empress Emily and Weirdo. Be part of the elite group. Send snacks. Exactly. So, just just remember. Then, Chris, another way you can contribute is to our refire topic, which uh, to, which uh, this week is about uh, your favorite vacation because we we just kind of had a vacation, so it seems like it's a good uh, topic to cover. It's a fantastic topic to call two five three two three seven three three two one and tell us what the best vacation you ever had was. Any details you want to share? One ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Dell Computers, this is Chip. And you know, Ernestine and Chip are not standing by, but Google Translate is, and you could end up as a show title. It's happened before. It'll happen again. Yeah, that's right. And just, and just and, but the f- first, first of all, we want to, we, we want to, uh, you know, we want to tell you if you're going to call in, you know, we just please, uh, please remember to do the following. If I can play the button, there we go. Give it to me straight, doctor. Yeah, there you go. So give it to me straight, doctor. I think I, I ha- can take I, it. I can take it. That's know. right, but we do have a rule, and it has been tested, I assure you, several times, that as much as we want your feedback and we would love the value for value, there is one thing we absolutely do not want. We don't want your shit. Please, Please don't send us your shit. That's right. We, we don't need the hatred. Don't start throwing racial shit around and being ugly. If you have constructive criticism, we welcome it, whether it be trolling us in the chat, sending us correspondence or, on no or agenda. Or sending booster crams like Rev Cybertruck just right. did for 14, 20 sats saying mush mouth with, with a couple of emoji. I'm wondering if that was for me or you. I haven't figured out which. Probably me. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just merely say, merely. You're just merely recognizing the wonderful boosts which we are receiving. That's right, and so, we thank you all for that. Yeah, exactly. Now I think we will. I think we're gonna get. We're gonna get into the content of our show. Such I think that we it should. Is I think that's what they've came for. That, that's right. So. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. Yeah, well, um, we we got to we got we got to uh, experience uh, the, uh, the on the one thing we got to experience in this Israel trip is the Mediterranean diet for real. As in, not oh the, my gosh, yeah, yeah. So like what these folks eat on the daily. I will tell you the breakfast at the hotel. Most places you go, you got eggs, you got toast, maybe some waffles. Just basically not shit you want to be ingesting. Definitely a ton of cereal. Not in Israel. It was unreal. There was sliced fish. There was hummus. There was fresh fruit. Yes, there were pastries. And you could order off of the menu, too. We had an item called shashuka, which we will post a picture of in the show notes. It's essentially this tomato-based dish with two poached eggs on the top. 
out of bounds delicious. There was lentils, there was couscous. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. I mean, truly walking into this the first morning when we got up for breakfast, and I usually don't get up for the hotel breakfast because I usually can't be fucking bothered, but considering the fact I was in a foreign country and didn't have a lot of shekels on me because somebody didn't leave me any fucking shekels the first day he went to work. Yeah, that was a mistake. But I'm not bitter, mind you, I'm not bitter. But no, seriously, I I wanted to see what this breakfast was about, and other than the fact that I hate the smell of fish, I was truly awestruck. They have these little cartons that I thought was yogurt. It's actually more like a pastry cream for kids. That was amazing. Big decanters of grapefruit juice and orange juice, and I assure you that had to have been fresh squeezed. That was too good not to have been. But it was such a complete 180 degrees from what I'm used to. And then, of course, we talk about the fact that the three things that are very prominent over there are lamb, olives, and fish. Three things I don't eat. So sadly, the majority of my vacation was spent consuming a hamburger that didn't taste like a hamburger because they drain all the fucking blood out of it or go all the flavor. The second hamburger had, it was chicken. I know it was chicken. It was horrible. It, it was very bad. And the majority of what I survived on, if we're honest, was caprese salad, which was out of bounds. Especially there was this place. It's a liquor store with a little outdoor bar seating area where you can order food and get totally fucked up, which I can neither confirm nor deny may have happened about three times on some Lafroig 10 and Strongbow. Oh, oh yes. She, yeah, she learned, she learned that, 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 this, that there are, there is scotch that's drinkable and actually Lafroig 10 is pretty good. As oh, far as it I was could. very good. I, I, I told phone boy that I, I might could, uh, barter with him, um, you know, service rendered and all for a bottle of Lafroig 10 <clears throat> for my upcoming, Earth arrival day, mm, yeah. if you will. Oh, yeah, but it was it was a great time. I I can't say that on the whole. Having cappuccino every morning, having oh yeah. The, by the way, the coffee's like is is oh, yeah. like next level there. I mean, very. They, I mean, they it's they funny. take coffee very seriously. Yes, yeah, so, so, I, so I, have, I have a story. Yes, from, boy is Massad C Brooklyn just for he he is spook adjacent. I assure you. Uh, yes, and I, and we have a story about that. So I'm going to tell this story real quick. I don't give a shit if it's out of line. We arrive in Israel now. I'm of course nervous because I'm in a completely foreign country, etc. Long fucking way from home. They ask you what is you know state the nature of your business. How long are you going to be here? He walks up. Why are you here? I'm here on business. She's traveling with me as my girlfriend. I work for blank company. There was no how long are you staying. It was just yes, sir. Handed documents back and boom, right through the gate. I'm like. Who the fuck are you? What are you, some James Bond shit? I've never seen that in all my life. Like, oh my God. So when he says he's spook adjacent, yeah, rubbing shoulders, I assure you. Yeah, well, yeah, there is, uh, I had to explain that, 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 yeah, my employer is uh, well known in, 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 in that country, so... Um, you might say that they created the, the it created the, the the very market that I now find myself in. It was, yeah, that, that's a whole other story. But um, you know, there's something else I'd say about you know when we talk about diet, right? First of all, um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of you know that we talk about a lot of food, but it, you know the, now Israel itself is a little stressful just because of well, just like how, how a I little it. stressful, y'all. From the time your feet hit the ground. In the morning till you pick them up onto the bed at night. It's yalla, yalla, yalla. Move your ass. To the point, this is like New York City turned up to 12 
on the most active day. You can't even get into the cab. You're trying to get into the cab and the fucker behind the cab is laying on the goddamned horn. That is the most frazzling. I will tell you, y'all have heard me bitch and complain about Nashville traffic. Mm -mm, Not again. Nashville traffic's like a fucking Sunday walk in the park next to what Israel traffic is about, y'all. And me and phone boy, we scootered through that shit. We had a nut. We'll tell about it later. It was great. It was great. But yeah, I think that, yeah, but I think that the point of the Mediterranean diet that gets missed in all of this is it's, it's lifestyle. There's more to it. I mean, it's, it's, first of all, it's freaking hot. You're, you're going to end up having to, you know, you're going to do. And that's the thing. Walking, yeah. There weren't a lot of, I'll just say it, there's not a lot of fat people over there. A lot of the people who live there are relatively well in shape, very well tanned. Holy Christ, the sun in Israel is next level. Yeah, you, yeah. It was on, I'm not going to lie. If, if I candy had calories, I'd be 600 pounds because God damn, Israeli women are hot. Uh, yeah, especially when you're sitting out by the pool and, and, and yeah. Oh, stop. I can't. I, I, it's a good thing I don't have a fucking heart condition because some of the cassabas that came through that pool. Yeah. Where's where's my clip? Where's my clip? Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. The, 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 yeah, I got to find it because I don't. That's not a clip that I, I have at the ready but yes yeah, you know but i know which clip you're talking about i just don't i i, I don't have it handy i'm uh-huh, sorry of course you don't i i, I didn't expect oh, we were we be- <laughs> that's right that is oh boy yeah well okay so, so it, Billy Bones, like it wasn't hot enough weather wise then we had to enter in the the yeah. the, the very scantily so, so, clad so women here, here, at the here, pool. okay so here here's the thing billy bones about uh, this is there if you ever if you ever watched uh, what was it uh you know um anyway. What was it? What was Neil Patrick Harris that fucking sitcom? I can't remember the name of. Right? Um, you talking about Doogie Howser? Not Doogie Howser. The one? No, the one that was. Oh, uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so yeah, he goes into this hot, crazy matrix. So the women in Israel are 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 quite hot, but they're also fucking crazy. I'm just gonna say that. I, I mean, I I love I love them to death, but yes, they're, they're, it's just there's that hot, crazy matrix thing. You should just definitely be careful about that. So, um, so yes, but you yeah, think- the bartender that we had definitely fit the hot, crazy matrix. She, she was, yeah, yeah, that just, well, we'll she that. was fine as frog hair split twice, but I'll tell you what. You piss her off, man. I saw the fire in her eyes at one time when we were there. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I would not want to get go in the way. The, they all go through the military, and they know they know six ways to kill you. I can I can assure you. I believe you. So, that. So now, one thing we did while we were, of course, we were there, right? We and, and it had been a while since I'd been there as, as well. Um, so we 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 definitely put some life into living, right? We did some things that we probably normally wouldn't do, like for example, yes, uh, a lot of the eat beer. The hummus. Yeah, eat eat the hummus. I'm right? addicted to the hummus. I'm not gonna lie, the shit that they have in stores over here is fucking trash i got a fantastic recipe from someone who actually lives over there and who i have it on good authority their hummus recipe is fucking phenomenal so so i can assure you not anytime too soon because we need to get ourselves back into a more svelte 
Yeah, get, get, get back into game shape, as it That's were. That's right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I have a feeling that speaking of games, yeah. you know, birthday gift yeah. that was received by a certain yeah. phone boy yeah. while in Israel on his birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was, I didn't put this in. I, I should have put that in the happiness category. Yeah, that, 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 you should have. I should have. I don't know why that's not in there. In fact, I think. You know I what? W- Throw it in there. We'll talk about it when uh, when it gets there. But the point is, when it comes Super Bowl time, I can see me making the hummus. Yeah. I'll get some pita. Yeah. We'll have the hummus. It'll be a party, and yeah, it's a little life in the living. But when it comes to food, yeah, that's, oh my we, god, and here's it the thing: was magnificent. And, and this is, and that, you know, there's you know, Vinny has a couple of rules, you know, that he talks about, and he says, you know, I, I, I can, I can only drink wine if I'm looking at Kristen Scott Thomas, which happens to be his sister-in-law. So, um, yeah, which, which is a little bit, you know, you could say that that's bragging on one, on one hand, but on the other hand, it's yeah, I, I yeah. Yeah, she has really good wine, and it's an experience. And I'm only gonna, and so it's so it's something that it's yeah, you're breaking your you you know you're breaking your thing, but it's something that's actually worth it. And so you know, I I look at the hummus in Israel as one of those life into living things. I don't eat it all the time, but it, but when I'm there, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it was kind of like the fact that no lie from I would say the first night we got there till the nas the nas night. Yeah, there goes the tongue till the last night. I may have possibly drank a little lot more than I should have. Like I said, that Lafroy 10 just, I, I truly believe I may have murdered an entire bottle of that by the time the week was over. Well, well certainly uh, with the, with the rounds that we poured of that. Yes. yes. Yeah, thankfully the, the liquor's not, it wasn't insanely expensive. No, it wasn't ex- insanely expensive. And honestly, I've never chased whiskey with a chaser, but that strong bowl was so good and apparently it's hard to find over here in the states oh speaking of which there's also a liqueur i got an official it's a citrus liqueur that is how it is categorized you're talking about the 2b60 yes i am yeah so phone boy got an introduction to this citrus liqueur called 2b60 now now, ironically this was a co-worker that actually doesn't live he actually he lives in like northern uh, georgia actually and he so he's actually doesn't live that far from us um, it's amazing the people that you meet sometimes in the, in this in the strip. But he, but yeah, it, it was he uses it as a digestif, which is a, a good in, 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 and also you know I guess it's a good hangover cure too or something. I don't know, but it was, he uh, said this shit'll cure anything. It's kind of like Windex to the Greeks. It, please somebody get that reference. But yeah, apparently it's the cure all and. I don't know. I didn't try a shot of it. You did. Uh, yes, it, it your is, coworker did. Yes, couple other guys. It, yeah, it was it just. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, hell, alcohol has sugar in it. Not you know. True. Some, true. Well, but yes, we. That was. But it was definitely something that is. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's. I guess it's Israeli, isn't it, or something? Right? Isn't, I don't know its origin. I only know when I went to our favorite watering hole. And asked them if they carried it. They didn't even know what the fuck it was. So they looked it up, and that's how I became aware that it's listed as a citrus liqueur, but they do not carry it. I am, however, when I have a chance, when I'm working daytime a little earlier next week, I'm going to go to the big liquor store there and see if they carry it or there is a gigantic liquor store actually there's two pretty big ones in k-town i may give a phone call to them and see if anyone carries it because honestly it would be worth since we're fixing to make a trip over the mountain to go to costco again it would be worth going 
and stopping by X liquor store if they have it to pick up a bottle. And then we could do a little, uh, you know, testing and let the pedal heads know what's what. Because that's what we do. We test products. We didn't expect to be that people, but we're that people. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So uh, what you didn't, one of the things you didn't expect is, okay, so this is the first time you've been on a, so we have some, we have a lot of firsts on this trip, on this trip. So this, so this. A lot. This, this trip for, uh, for the the lady Phoenix here. So first, the first of all is the first time. I think I, I I went somewhere with with my significant other that and I mean that didn't also include children uh, because yeah that I, I don't think, yeah yeah so that there we had that um, so the first time so um, yeah the first time uh, the first time you left the country you know of course that's right. right it's the first time I had ever been out of the continental U.S. other than going to Puerto Rico which is a territory so it doesn't count actually yeah. having to show my passport to get in and out of a country had never happened before this yeah and it was a great experience I mean photos of I mean the obligatory photos before you leave the photos when you're arriving like at Ben Gurion or when we were on descent I got some amazing photos of just aerial views of different things and you really can tell the difference in being in a foreign country and being stateside. I know that might sound cliche, but if if you've never done it, I mean, Bully Steed can speak to that. You know, she used to work the JC, yeah. as she stated. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, we now understand, by the way, Bully Steed, fully why you call it the JC. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I knew. OMG. And yeah, slave ship du jour. Yeah. I felt bad for the attendants that were working that flight. Although it was fascinating to encounter that French stewardess, uh, yeah, stewardess who, um, flight she, attendant, whatever the hell you call it. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she definitely she, had that air of attitude she, that every fucking native French person has. Yeah, it's, it is actually, the, so this is, yeah, so this is the, and actually, so yeah, this was the first, this was their first time into the country. And it was actually, it's funny because it's been a few years. So I was, I've been kind of explaining to her along the way on this trip that, okay, they, they're probably going to do the following, right? And so that way, you know, so because it's a little bit unusual, I just want you to know what to expect and it's okay, right? So, um, and, and I think I, I was, only, okay, so I only had a couple of things that kind of rubbed me the wrong way when it came to Israel. One was when I posted that that really pretty picture of the electric banner that said welcome to Israel with the girl that had the Israeli flag you know kind of fluttering like she was running on a beach right. and somebody was like oh I don't think they like it if you take pictures inside their airport you think I'm the only fucking person who's ever taken a picture inside of Ben Gurion Airport that's yeah, foreign? Yeah, yeah, are you and, fucking and, and, soft? Yeah, yeah. And, and and by the way, the places you don't take pictures are the places you don't take pictures, right? Yeah, Which is, and you know the difference. It's called having candor, for Christ's sake. Exactly. It's not like I was taking a picture of anything that any traveler to the country doesn't see. There's signs in those places that say don't take pictures. So you know, the, the, it's yeah. If you're not supposed to take a picture, I'm pretty sure there's signage that warns you about yeah. those things. Yes. And but, then we, when we arrived. Well, no, no, no. But finally I was gonna, arriving. No, 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 no. But the, now this. Will, but now we're talking about non-skill victories, and so the non-skill. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, the non-skill victory that occurred actually occurred on the airplane. I figured that was a, something you wanted to share because. Oh yeah, I, I will share the fact that for the first time in the time I've been flying, which has probably been maybe twenty years collectively, I've never been able to comfortably fit in and a lavatory bathroom and this wasn't even first class this was fucking you know this was rat ship coach yeah, and, uh, yeah on, the, on, the, on the dreamliner which is oh, which, which, yeah, which is not. yeah it's a, it's it's a dream for the for the airline executives it ain't a dream for those of us sitting in cattle class yeah truth 
But the fact that I was able to comfortably go to the bathroom without banging and slamming into walls and could actually, you know, do the paperwork, if you will, without having to contort myself and, and half stand or whatever fat people have to do to try to wipe themselves. I did not have to do that. I had a very good bathroom experience because I had experienced this level of weight loss. And that's a huge non-scale victory for me. I'm very proud of it. That's why I'm telling the story on our show, because for me, that it, it's amazing not to have to get a seatbelt extender, to be able to fit into a lav because you just had to guzzle your water because you can't have fucking water on the airplane because, oh my God, it's a sealed bottle, but it might be bomb making material. Fuck you guys. Like, whatever. Yes. But irrelevant. I mean, you've never seen so many people. I mean, there were even people... Like, hey, anybody want a bottle of water, a bottle of water? Like, they don't want to have spent $12 for a bottle of water they now have to throw away because they can't bring it through security. So, yeah, there was a lot of water guzzling going on at that gate for sure. But it was a huge non-scale victory to be able to go to the bathroom and not have the traditional really confined space difficulties that larger folks have. Yeah. And, and, and that's something I've, I've, I have, uh, experienced, I experienced a similar, uh, similar things uh, throughout my journey because yeah, I, I can assure you that it is no fun to use a, an, a lavatory, uh, when you are, yeah, when you are over, uh, when you, when you're, when you're of a larger size, I don't care what you're, it you was, know. A, it was interesting though, because on the flight back, which we'll talk about that bullshit later, there was a larger girl sitting next to, me because I traded seats with phone boy, which he had actually traded seats with me originally because I was supposed to be in the middle, whatever. I'm just going to say trying to sleep on an 11 hour flight when you have a large person next to you, you're not a skinny miniature and the extra room is being, uh, not used basically because you're skinnier than I am at this yeah. point. So the extra room I would need by scooting to the right and hugging the wall, you were failing to occupy. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it was. It, it just that of all the of all the frustrations trying to sleep on an overnight flight when it's it's hot and the person next to you is kind of physically encroaching your space because they have a certain size, yes. you have a certain size. It was just it. It was something. Yes, this is, yeah, the the, yeah. Those, yeah. The, the the sleeping on coach. I mean, honestly, like the the I I've I've it's been a while since I've flown United, which which will which will be a topic of a discussion later. Um, it, it's yeah. It, it was it was uh the, yeah. The, the flights were it could be it could have been a. I, I've had pretty terrible flights. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, but the, 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 that uh, those actually went fairly smoothly, all things considered. I mean, it's the, yeah, and all. I mean, thankfully, I have the ability from working EMS and literally being able to sleep fucking anywhere. I was able to sleep on the plane. I found, you know, a comfortable enough position with my gaudy neck pillow where I could drop off and actually recharge to some degree. Because if I had not been able to sleep on the plane with the massive time difference that existed, you know, eight hours from where we currently live ahead and then trying to come back. And yeah, it was... Holy Christ, it was an adventure and truly made me reconsider for the moment anyway, whether or not I want to do business travel with this dude, because, oh 
my God. If every flight is going to be the shit show that this trip was, I, well, I think well, I'll say okay, nay. Yeah, well, let's, okay, let, but let's just, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I mean, what's the problem is we, we're trying to, we're trying to stuff this, uh, all of the stuff that happened on this trip into, into our normal sort of flow of things. We And we do have some actual. Some of that. Yeah, but, but. Yeah, we actually did do some research, you know, since we didn't do a show last week, and it's a good thing we didn't, which we'll talk about why later. However, because it's been two weeks since we did a show, we figured we actually did owe you all some quality content other than our regaling tales exactly. of the vacation from hell. Yeah, well, okay. But I think I think we need to, when we started talking about, uh, I think we need to bring up this topic of going too far off the reservation. When we haven't putting your life into living, yeah, you, uh, yeah I think we need to. Uh, so you had, ex- you had experienced uh, certain inflammation in certain places and things started hurting and, and uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, because I did not... <laughs> say no to these amazing uh, puff pastries. I had one a day at breakfast. I had a puff pastry and it seemed like it had like a mashed potato type thing right down the center of it. So I'd split that bitch open, pull the goo that had oozed out off and munch it and then take that beautiful hummus and slaver it all over that, fold it up like a Sammy. Mm. Yeah. But I can assure you, the grains probably... Not as horrible seed oil wise. Yeah, they're yeah. probably using olive oil more than they're yeah. But they're, using there's probably else. it's probably cut less, although it's, they can yeah. still cut it. I've, I've, I've but heard. the point is that which I did eat the you know the sugar from the alcohol, the occasional like I did allow myself that little two bite chocolate pastry the morning and, 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 we and left. Will, by the way, I will say that the sweets there are much less sweet than here. So yes, because like with. Um, you know, it, it's and I because I did indulge in a few things myself, and yes, they were not nearly the kind of sweetness or even the size that you would find here. So it was, um, yes, it was mu- it was a much less and okay that was done. Let me have a shot of espresso. Let's kill it. So exactly, yeah. And he did not bully Steed. He did not run while he was there, other than his ass off for work. He was on the go twenty four seven. It felt like yeah. to the point where. And also remember, guys, I'm still doing classwork. So I had to deliver two speeches from Israel. I had to keep up with reading, keep up with responses. There was a lot of moving parts. I wish it could have just been a wonderful vacation where we just kicked back and hung out by the pool and drank and acted bougie. But unfortunately, it was a work trip for him. And I did have to put in the effort to do my schoolwork while there. Yeah. So, so we was, were kind of busy. We, yeah, we, there, there was there, there was a bit of balancing going on, and and so um, yeah, we 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 had some we had some fun that we'll get into with that. But now I think we'll get into a couple of health stories here that we we thought we should do that because we've come across a couple of stories that really shouldn't surprise anyone, but at the same time made us take pause and go, "Are you fucking kidding this again?" Yes. So of course, of course, we have a story about Ozempic. Um, can it cause suicidal thoughts? Well, here's what the research says. Now, let me find my shock face. Uh, yes. So, uh, so GLP one diabetes and weight loss medications like Ozempic, Wegovy, and Sandesaxenda are being investigated by the European Union for causing suicidal thoughts. Uh, reminds me of Chantix. Anybody remember? So, That's exactly. Exactly, and yet that's still on the market. Yeah, and while and while drug manufacturer no- Novo Nordisk denies a connection between suicide and its drugs, some studies and case reports suggest there could be a potential link. Now, a, a phase three clinical trial on on Saxenda found suicidal thoughts were one of the drug's most severe side effects, other than serious side effects and inc- or, or other serious side effects include renal impairment, pancreatitis, and gallbladder disease. Uh, why people want to take this drug? I don't know. Pancreatitis. It's- pa- 
an infection of your pancreas. Yes, isn't that? Yes, that's what I'm saying. In the U.S., prescribing information for Saxenda recommends monitoring patients for suicidal thoughts and depression and to discontinue use if symptoms arise. Um, well, if you succeed, I think that's a discontinuance of use, don't you? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, th- through Ozempic's uh, prescribing information doesn't have this recommendation. Wegovy's information does, and Wegovy is the same medication as Ozempic, just prescribed at higher doses. So Pretty nefarious, wouldn't you say? Yeah. In a statement to CNBC, drug manufacturer Novo Nordisk denied claims that its drugs cause suicidal thoughts, saying data from trials in post-surveillance doesn't show a connection between semaglutide, which is the generic name for Ozempic and Wegovy, and, and Luraglutide, which is the generic name for Saxenda, and suicidal and self-harming thoughts. And so, there, but, but Now, there's been several suicide attempts by, by using GLP-1 receptor agonists, a type of uh, type 2 uh, diabetes medication that's often used for weight management, which we've been talking about, with the first known case being a 33-year-old Japanese woman who attempted suicide using liraglutide, according to a study published in Diabetes Research and Clinical Practice. Suicide was linked to exenatide, another GLP-1 receptor agonist, as a cause of death in a clinical trial published in Diabetes Care. What the fuck, people? Again, this is why we say healthcare is neither about your health nor do they care. Yeah, and it doesn't. Fortunately, I don't think you'd have to really dig into the study to find the numbers. And I'm sure in some of these cases, the studies are small and and, and they're, they're you know all, all designed to do uh, highlight. You know, I think ultimately what's happening here is the drug companies are playing a game of semantics, where if it's under a certain threshold, they don't have to report it, or it's so infinitesimal. If you're you know if your end number is large enough, then the number of people who are experiencing the side effect is small enough where they can kind of just whoosh, whoosh, sweep it under the rug. Yeah, it's also kind of like what, the, what they did with the vaccines, the COVID vaccines. You know, yeah, they, we're not even getting uh, into yeah. that yet again. No, we're not. But we will get into the fact that uh, Lisa Marie Presley, uh, 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 who died uh, some, uh, earlier this year, I guess, uh, her death is apparently linked to weight loss surgery that she had. And now a new report finds that singer Lisa Marie Presley died due to small bowel obstruction linked to complications from a prior weight loss surgery. Now, Presley had been experiencing abdominal pain, fevers, vomiting, and nausea for months, but had not sought out medical attention. Okay, can I be the turd in the punch bowl on this one? Yeah, go ahead. That's our own fucking fault. You don't seek out... You're For months, you're having this shit going on and you don't talk to your doctor? You get what the fuck you get. Well, and she's and then she's got money, so you know it's not like it's a it's a it's a it's a situation. Well, yeah, you know? not you know, no. notwithstanding being Elvis's only daughter, she also made her own career quite lucratively. So there isn't any good reason why she did not seek help. Although we don't know why, we just know it probably wasn't a great idea. But then again, neither's going under the knife for a surgery for weight loss when all you have to do is change your damn diet. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. And they say that small bowel obstructions are a rare but possible long-term complication of bariatric surgery. Now, um, any abdominal surgery can create a, a adhesions or scar tissue in and around the internal organs and bowels, said Dr. Mir Ali, a bariatric surgeon and medical director of M- Memorial Care Surgical Weight Loss Center at Orange Coast Medical Center in Fountain Valley, California. Now, most of the time, the scar tissue does not cause a problem, but it can cause a kink, twist, or other mechanical issue in the intestine, leading to blockage. Now, Left yeah, but I'm pretty sure that post-care for that is doing 
CT scans or some various thing where they can look and see if that, ha- you know, run a run a barium enema or something where they can see whether this has occurred before it becomes something so massive that it causes this death. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Left untreated bowel obstructions can lead to decreased blood pressure, loss of fluids and electrolytes and an increased inflammatory response, all of which may predispose a person to cardiac arrest. Isn't that initially what they had said she died from was a heart attack? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So, tissues in the bowel bowel may die, which can which can lead to worsening pain, sepsis, and in Presley's case, result in death. So, yeah, so in other words, she had a necrosis of her bowel and did not know it because she refused to get or she, or she attention. Didn't, she didn't know that she needed to, what, what, what was wrong, I guess. You know. Well, no, but again, revert back to the fact she's vomiting, she's got cramps, she's got the Shiites. Yeah, yeah and that's happening for quote-unquote months. I'm not lasting that shit longer than a week or two before I'm on the phone with my doctor like, mofo, I'm dying. Yeah, exactly. You better figure this out. Yeah, exactly. Now, patients like Presley, who had gastric bypass, are also at risk for an internal hernia. And as the technologies used to conduct these surgeries have advanced over the years, the risk of developing a hernia after bariatric surgery has dropped. Now, patients, of course, are advised to seek immediate medical attention if they experience abdominal pain after a gastric bypass. That's my exact point. Yeah. I don't know any procedure and... Correct me if I'm wrong, pedal heads, but any procedure out there that you go through where they open you up or anything at all, if you go to a medical facility and say, hey, this is wrong with me, I'm pretty sure there's no facility anywhere ever that's going to be like, oh, we're just going to send you home. You're fine. And if the pain returns, well, that's too fucking bad for you. No, they're definitely going to tell you if this, if that. There's paperwork that they send you home with. They have to. There are laws. So it's not like she did not know. If you're experiencing this, go uh, common sense even. You don't need a piece of paper to tell you if your symptoms come back or if they worsen. Go the fuck back to the ER. This just this story bugged the shit yeah, out of me. Yes. Save for the fact that it was about shitting on Ozempic, Wigovi, and this new one. This is probably the only reason we pulled it in. Yeah, well, and you know, okay, you want to, of course, the, the, the next topic will also drive you nuts because they're talking about healthy obesity, which is storing fat That's around. That's an oxymoronic uh, term. Yes. So now there is, okay. I, I I will I will say that there is a little bit of truth to this in, in a sense because because where you have your fat does matter quite a bit. If your fat is around you, if it, it's less damaging around your belly than it is say around your internal organs for obvious yeah. reasons. Yes, but that's my so so it does and there are people that cannot um, that do not have the ability to have fat around their uh, um, you know around their belly. These are, these are the, these are the thin, these are the thin Asians that have that still have type two diabetes. They, they, there's a, it's a condition called. It's because it's around their organs. Yes, because they're they're thin on the outside because they can't store fat, and so they can only so they're only but they're fat on the inside. So um, it's that's why I say it's 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 so there is there is you know, some some obesity is healthier than others, I guess. But at the same time, it really um, there's you know they're of course they're, I think they're trying to in this article. They're, so they're talking about I'll just say the conventional wisdom holds that storing fat around your belly increases your risk for type two diabetes. But surprising new findings from the University of Virginia. Virginia School of Medicine suggests that naturally occurring variations in our genes can lead some people to store fat at the waist while protecting them from diabetes. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, 
The unexpected. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that, yeah. especially since diabetes is something that has to be managed from the inside. Yeah. The unexpected discovery provides a more nuanced view of the role of obesity and diabetes in related health conditions. The work is published in the journal eLife. The new understanding could also pave the way for treatments tailored to the individual. For example, doctors might prioritize weight loss for patients whose genes put them at increased risk of diabetes, but but place less emphasis on weight loss for patients with projective gene variants, researchers say. Now, I'm, here's what I'm going to say about this, right? Because what, I, what I've, uh, you know, I've had doctors, uh, you know, I've, I've heard doctors say this on, on, on a few occasions that if you, if you eat right, you know, and you, you go really low carb, you can actually get your, you know, your blood sugar, you know, for some, for some people, it goes away pretty quickly when you, when you switch to that sort of a diet, even with, even before they've lost a ton of weight. So the weight loss may not have anything to do with diabetes. It's just, it's a, it's it's another one of these metabolic side effects, right? Everything li- in your body, everything links to everything else. It's much like the medication thing where, oh, here, you have this problem, take this medication. Oh, well, that medication caused this side effect, takes this other medication to cure that. Oh, well, now you have a third side effect. And it just keeps going around and around. Your body's kind of the same thing in so much that one thing works with another thing, works with another thing for everything to be at homeostasis and work correctly. And if even one thing is out of balance, it's going to be the ripple effect and everything's going to go out of balance. That's why starting on the ground floor, if you will, with what you're putting in is a real good way to start when trying to maximize what your output is going to be. And that includes not getting cancer, not getting or keeping diabetes, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So I think that I think that's enough health for the for the for this uh, trip. Uh, uh, yeah, we we want to keep the show light today. Yeah, we're keeping the. Although we are, you know, we're still clocking it. We're do. We got a good. We got a good time here. But I think we need to move on to the next segment. If I play the next segment. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. That's right. And and if you missed the conversation, three hour conversation between the Bemrose bl- brothers, Bemlet and Sir Bemrose and Ned and Ned last night and us, we were just fucking around on Rideshare Radio. And the next thing you knew, three hours had passed and we had had a great goddamn time and a great conversation. But the conversation kept circling around Uranus. Take that as you will. Yes. Now we, we now we we also um, had that um, we that we get we get we both had our first experience uh, riding scooters in in Israel. Yeah, because taxi cabs are difficult and impatient and also kind of expensive. So there were Lime scooters that happened to be parked outside of our hotel, and I bought a time pack of time like for riding it. Uh- And because that was my ticket to the city, once I could figure out the app for working this scooter and figured out how to ride on it, be balanced, so on, I was gone. I was off. There was no keeping me at the hotel, which is exactly what Phone Boy and his coworker, you know, one specific coworker were about is, you know, you're here, go explore, have fun. Of course, I was a little apprehensive about going down to the beach and possibly getting stuck there because I couldn't find a scooter back. And like I said, I had a very limited amount of shekels by my own choice. I'm sure if I had asked phone boy to provide more shekels for me to have on my person, he would have gladly done so, but I didn't find there to be a need for it. If I could manage to make sure my food was handled, which it was, and 
the the scooter was on me. I had 240 minutes to burn around the town, and I think I left the country, still had over 100 minutes on my pass. Yeah. Now, um, and actually, and you know, there was actually, and, and I think there was also an important reason to, to also explore the scooters because uh, we'll talk, we we'll talk about it as the next story is, uh, yeah, the country's uh, not happy right now. With they it. are absolutely in an uproar over the shit with Netanyahu, and we're not getting into the politics of it, but we can neither confirm nor deny. Although you all have probably seen the photos and the stories that your your boy phone boy over here. And your girl Phoenix did actually join the protest and it was unreal. There was a protest going on at the airport. So we took the train and we had flags and I have photos that I'll have phone boy post in our show notes that show us at the at the front, at the police line, we were pushing against the Israeli police and, and they pushing back. Now, they started it. We, I will say this and I will stand by it on numerous occasions. They were engaging People who were only being boisterous, loud-wise, they were not being physically violent. However, the police were pushing, they were shoving, they would start by being physically oh, aggressive. And by the way, against... they were doing it in front of news cameras, too. I thought you should all know yeah, that. Oh, yeah, it was a complete fucking play-up for the camera, I assure you. But... They would purposefully engage someone physically, and if the person reacted in response, well, that's when the whole show started, because then you've got the whole crowd pushing in on the police, and you've got the police beating people down and arresting people, and it was it was disgusting in some sense because i know there was a picture i saw the girl who was sitting next to us on the plane who was from israel was talking about how oh these protesters are so disgusting you know look they they put a baby in the street to stop traffic now looking at this fucking thing the baby's blanket was laid out perfectly the buses were literally lined the fuck up like somebody took a ruler and just fucking, okay, nose up this far, okay, you, nose up this far. It looked so staged with this little baby just sitting on this beautiful blanket in the middle of a crosswalk, mind you, yeah, in the it, street. It was, it, was, it was framed a little too well, y'all. Yeah, just a little bit. Any no agenda listener will look at that and go, yeah, that's a, that, that's a fucking prop. That, yeah. That's a total media piece. There's, yeah. there's not really merit to it. But it did its exact job. Is It took someone who's naive and doesn't see the other side because she's a young woman and whipped her into a frenzy about the fact that, oh, these people are so horrible. And, but she also admits more or less in the same sentence that she doesn't know jack shit about the politics. Yeah, she, and she admitted can, as much. How can you take a side on an issue that you don't know why you're taking that side? Yeah, well, other than that, yeah. you're following the masses. And, and in fact, I mean, I think that that criticism was 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 laid on us. Yeah, and and I and I said, look, I don't understand. I don't completely understand all the politicals, but I can. What I can say is that that clearly that the the people want some sort of change, right? And they're now they're, they're now, they do I, because ultimately the story that we got told. Now we got told a couple of different stories, but more or less the guy who asked us, who works with Phone Boy, actually two guys who work at his company, and 
Uh, his company is kind of playing Switzerland. They're they're not really taking a side on it. Like if the employees want to go protest, it's kind of a don't ask, don't tell kind of premise, I guess. But they're also not gonna, you know, if, if they know about it because it is a country where or a company where, yeah, I mean, it, word's gonna get around. Shit, word got around about Phone Boy. He is now Phone Man, according to his coworkers. He has gained nut hairs when it comes to these folks. He proved his courage, and also we kind of got a little tongue scolding from a co-worker of his in a prominent position because the reality is with as close as we were to the police line and if we had for some reason stepped out of line and ended up getting arrested yeah the consulate probably would have been like your fucking problem not ours and so would his company now would they have kept us no they probably would have sent us the fuck home with instructions do not ever come back problem being had that happened for phone boy yeah that's his job it's OV if he can't go to Israel. And I know this and he know this. In hindsight, yeah, we can say, woo, look at us. We were some badass motherfuckers. We joined a protest. But at the end of the day, if confronted with the same possibility, with that thought in mind that, yeah, we're 6,000 miles away from home. And if we get in trouble, we have absolutely nothing as a safety net for us. Probably not the best idea going forward. But we can check the box we did it. Yeah, and I, I don't regret having done it. It was it was it was it the smartest idea? Maybe not. And and I don't. And and but but yeah. I mean, I I, and I looked at it as a because I, I, I figured that with as with any of these things, you, as as you start digging into it, there's a lot of bullshit on both sides. I mean, there, there, I'm sure that there's you know there, there's some truth to what's being done. You know that that they say is being done, but it seems like pe- they're also being people being co opted and whatever. But I can tell you that that Israelis are very passionate people, and 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 the fact that they're continuing to do this, you know, I mean they're there's been weekly protests for like for 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 the uh, six months for like six months. So I can assure you that the fact that they're still doing this, there's probably some substance to what they're what they're saying at the very and least. They, they do it a couple times a week. Saturday is their big time. Yeah, but there's was it Thursday? No, t- well, Tuesday. Tuesday. Was a, was okay, Tuesday. it was Tuesday of that week that the airport protest and then what the whole reason why he was talking about the scooter thing with the protest is because we voluntarily with flags in hand mind you went to this protest at the airport and it was a great goddamn time however when phone boy is told do not go down around the office because in that area is where there's going to be a massive amount of protesters tonight yeah, Fumboy didn't listen. So we're scootering around Tel Aviv, essentially, to get to this place he wants to go for dinner. And what do we run into? Oh, the fucking protest. So we inadvertently joined momentarily the protest a second time. Thankfully, there was a nice person who could see our frustration in that we were just trying to get through the area because, I mean, it's throngs of people. You just, you can't move practically. It's ridiculous. But we were just trying to get through so we could go and get something to eat. And he was cool. You know, he, he held his big flag up and he kind of marched in front, kind of parting the way for us. But, I mean, with that many people, I mean, he did the best that he could. Oh, so yeah. we appreciated him for that. Yeah, this is, yeah, some amazing people in this protest. I mean, it's, a, you know, I mean, I'd say most of the, you know, my, you know, the, the, you know, the, the it, people are mostly, uh, you know, mostly uh, peacefully protesting. I mean, it, it's, and then, and and honestly, you know, it's like okay, in that in that time, I mean, the, you know, I, I look at it and I go, you know what, I'm I'm supporting people that did a lot for me. 
right? And that's just, that's and so I, I don't, that's I what don't, it came down. That's to. what it came down to. This is this is how it I wasn't about the night. politics. It was about supporting the people who supported you in your time of need. Yeah. And over the last yeah. you know twenty five years, exactly. you've been with this company. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, um, and yeah, I guess we did. Um, uh, so I think we kind of did uh, already touch on the youth and the and, and the, that we that we sat next to yeah. on the flight home. I don't think she so. she was a lovely girl. Yeah, she was. And this is, but it was but it was yeah, it's interesting to get that. So I guess I'll I guess I'll move that up in the. Uh, in the in the in the li- in the list here, so uh, yeah, and then we do that. Okay, so now we now we talk about oh boy, let's see this. so I mean I mean hopefully th- Bully Steed's still listening because we're about to shit all over United <laughs> like a bulldog on Xlax. Okay, so it's so the trip. So okay, we are we are we are uh, we are on the way to Nashville, right, to go to the airport to go check in for this flight. Now we for get context, a- y'all. It is six miles from our front door to the interstate entrance. Just want to put that out there. Six miles. So we hadn't even gotten to the interstate yet. We get a, we get a phone call from United. We didn't even get halfway to the interstate, I don't think. Yeah. We get a call from United saying, uh, you might miss your flight to Tel Aviv. We want to, you know, we, we, you know, we want to give you a chance to rebook. And I can, and I listen to, you know, of course the, the weather stuff. And I'm like, well, um, anyway, they, they had booked. So I, I had said, you know, I don't really want to, I don't really want to book anything into, I'm going to get to the airport. Cause I've, cause I've flown enough to times to go okay if i miss something it's 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 i can i think i will be in better shape to uh to to deal with it you know in transit in this case i didn't feel yeah ultimately it was one of those things like yeah we'll roll the dice because we know that at a moment's notice this could change and we could have completely altered our trajectory just because they were like oh you might miss your connector well why don't we worry about when we miss our connector yes exactly so so long so anyway they now they had i think they had i think they had put us they had created a reservation for a future flight and somehow added it to the itinerary and mind you it was at the very bottom so you're seeing okay, our well, current well, flight, okay, our get, return get, get, flight get, 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 and then this particular thing at the very bottom of the screen but we're there 30 minutes trying to check in before another employee comes over and discovers this particular thing that the current employee that was helping us just had not seen. Yeah. So the, so the fact that because we couldn't check in on the machines because we had to check luggage anyway. So we knew we were going to have to go to the counter. But um, and so but it, but there was nothing that was allowing a, there was nothing that was obvious to check in. Right. In this in this reservation. And, and then, then the, the other employee actually sees and oh, well, you've got two flights going to the same destination. You know, that's probably not that's probably why it's kicking back. So, OK. So anyway, we, we, we actually that resolved the problem. Yeah. So we were able to check in and get our luggage on the way. And, and, you know, so we, now we're also, we also had an issue with the luggage because, um, they, well, we took a lot of stuff. Yeah, but okay. The, the issue with the luggage wasn't United's issue. It was our issue that we needed to, Yes. you would not believe how many times a naked phone boy stood on a scale in our bathroom, lifting my big ass suitcase up to make sure that it was not overweight so that we would not have to pay the obscene amount of money that is charged if your bag is overweight. Yeah. And I can assure you the bag weights because they allow 50 pounds. We were definitely coming real close to the edge of that 50 pound yeah. between the two suitcases. I had at one point looked at him and been like, you do realize you're going to have to give up your little, um, 
bag that yeah, you usually we, we, carry and yeah. take my secondary yeah. suitcase because I have a three-piece set. I'm like, we're going to have to take the biggest and the next size down. You're never going to fit all your stuff and the overage of my stuff in that yeah. little teeny tiny fucking bag. Remember, you're traveling with another person this time. Yeah. And I was right, as I often am, because, you know, Sam's rule and all. But we managed to come in under the 50 marker to get the bags on yeah. the airline. Yes. And, I, and, and I'm very glad that I purchased a luggage. I, I, I found a luggage store in, 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 around, near our hotel. Um, and I was able to go and per- procure a luggage scale to, uh, because, of course, we, you know, yes, things were brought over that ended up being brought back. That, that uh, I didn't bring the same stuff back that I brought with me, if that makes sense. I, I, a few things were acquired. We'll t- I guess we'll talk we, about it. We'll about it we brought wine to your boss and a couple of co-workers because they're important people and we thought we would bring a piece of home because it was from our home winery chestnut yeah. hill winery yeah. that we brought some muscadine wine the funny part was phone boy did not think about or had not considered i'd, I'd, I'd forgotten about the yeah fact that- his boss is jewish and very and strict yes. very observant yes. so the wine is not kosher i cannot drink the wine type thing so it was like well shit I mean, it, it was all good, you know. We, we, he he we, found something that was adequate to put in its place, so to speak. Yes, and another coworker, for, for, what, ended yeah. up with a bottle it wouldn't have, or he got yeah. two. I don't remember. Yeah, which. well, so Shy got two bottles, and then okay. and because I didn't, and then and then the Who's, other whose bottle did Val yes, go to? Yeah, yeah, wasn't that Hezzy? Yeah, anyway, I think Hezzy got yeah, exactly. anyway. anyway we, we know, so we, yeah. yeah, we we took beach towels, rolled bottles of wine in, and put them in our suitcase. So that didn't come back with us, but there yeah. was something that did come back. Yeah, well, so, so I think we'll get we'll talk in, about. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, I gotta figure out when to actually cover that. But okay, so anyway, so we so we we managed. It, it, it there was a little there was some delays in I guess getting the, the plane serviced and catered in Newark, and so yeah, um, yeah. Then the, I, I don't think it was serviced and. Oh wait, no, that was Chicago. No, that's a whole different. Yeah, yeah so go, the going the going over. So then, you know, other than some delays, you know, after we got after we had trouble checking in, we, the, the rest of the trip was the rest of the trip uh, you know, to to Tel Aviv was okay, right? There wasn't, you know, I think we got there. It was no, I'm not even going to say it was okay. Okay, it was actually good. Yeah. Uh, the food was actually good. I never thought I would look forward to airline food, but I. I didn't give a shit that there was like seed oils and grains. I was fucking starving. So yeah. when they put that thing in front of me and it didn't taste like ass, oh yeah, you bet I cleaned my plate, including the roll, and I didn't give a damn. Yeah, there you go. It was it it was best thing I had eaten in like a day and a half easily as we were living on meat sticks because of course you don't want to eat at the airport, A because it's expensive AF and it's hot fresh garbage panda food. So yeah. Unfortunately, then we had to fly home. And this is That's your honor where it all went to hell. That's all run it to hell. So, the okay, so g- going through the security experience at Ben Gurion was a little bit lighter than I remember. Um they've they've automated some of the like the border, you know, the border exit and that kind of thing. So, um it it it's, it was not it was not terribly bad that part of it. Um the the flight more or less left on time. Yes, don't yeah, don't bring bottles of water th- to board the plane cuz they will turn like you Like I away. said, People were so pissed they had spent like $12 on a bottle of water that they were either going to have to throw away or give away or down. And I can assure you, Phone Boy had gotten a bottle 
uh, no, like a my, water bottle I, I, yeah, that he had obtained. Did did you have it before we went on the trip? No, no, no. I, this was you this, got it when the, you were in Israel. Yeah, I, yes, it was. Okay, I, yeah. so he gets this stainless steel water bottle from his company. It was uh, uh, Bling from the company. He fills this thing with water, and then we're standing there watching people have to toss or pour out their water, and he is power chug. I don't know how you must have peed three times on that damn flight because you were power chugging that water yes. like. It was yes. a lifeline. Exactly. Well, yeah, you have to drink a lot of water in Israel. It's one one of the ways you, you do that. So anyway, the flight was the, the the flight which we sat next to the to the lovely girl who um, you know, lovely youth who who uh, who didn't understand a whole lot about politics. But uh, but I don't know. Based on how quickly she paid for Wi Fi on the airplane, I assume I assume reasonably. Well. I, I can assure you that the parental financial situation in that was not lacking that she she wants for very little i'm sure yes um yes i agree with that so so unfortunately so so i land um so we landed at a very early very early o'clock at um in in newark and i get it immediately when i when i take the phone off airplane mode i have text messages from from united waiting for me saying uh yeah your connecting flight has been canceled i said okay now of course, uh, my my partner uh, was losing her shit. I said, "Well, this this kind of thing does happen from time to time." I, oh no, I, there was a very valid motherfucking reason I was losing my shit when that happened, especially when we got to the gate agent and the piss poor excuse we get is, "Oh, it's weather," and I'm like, "Okay." If it's weather related, then why aren't all the flights grounded? Oh, well, all of a sudden she didn't have a fucking thing to say. She clammed up real quick. Then she's trying to put us in through Knoxville and we're like, okay, maybe you didn't hear it. We'll try it again. Our car is in Nashville, three hours away from Knoxville. How does that help me? I was pissed and I'm, I'm just clamping down on phone boy's hand and I'm biting down on my tongue because I know, okay, I got kicked off an airplane for flipping off a stewardess once. Okay. I'm not trying to get fucking jacked up by TSA because I get pissed at an agent who's not understanding what my words coming out of my mouth are at 430 in the morning in Newark fucking New Jersey airport. Yes, but so so the 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 end result is of the of of this uh, of this uh, shenanigans that occurred and, and yeah there were, and so they had to find another way to get us home and they, for whatever reason they could not get us on a flight uh, a direct flight from Newark to Nashville well, uh, without no, being something they could get us sta- on standby yeah. but as we discovered sorry I didn't mean to chop you off as we discovered because we were listening to a gentleman who had been on our flight from Israel who was also trying to get to Nashville well you have to check your luggage. And then you can go, you know, do standby. Well, what happens to my luggage if I'm on standby? Do I get it back? Oh, no. So your luggage goes, but you don't. Yeah, that's a hard pass. Thanks. No. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so anyway, so a lot of tapping on the keyboard. Now she, now she was, she was reasonably polite. We were not, we were, you know, we were, you know, we were not, uh, um, we were, yeah, we, no, we were, no, we were, we were, you know, we were, we were firm, but polite and everybody. And then, and ultimately we ended up uh, on a, uh, we ended up being routed through Chicago, which and I have, and I used to think. Chicago was the number one shittiest airport. I have since modified that. Newark is officially the shittiest. Chicago can take second place. 
Yeah, Chicago. Chicago has improved since the last time I had been through it. Um, so that just so a lot of that just meant that the okay. So so the fact that we are now taking taking a la- slightly later flight because I think our flight was the flight that was was supposed to go from uh, Newark to Nashville was supposed to leave at about seven thirty. This flight I think left about nine o'clock. Now while we were waiting for this flight, yeah, I was literally about to say we need to talk about the uh, ATC. Yes. So. Um, now I had to. Now we, where we the, the the gate area that we were sitting for our flight, it was it was like like below where most of the airport is. It's actually down, and we were and yes, we were we were. Let's put it this way that that particular area was very well air conditioned to the point. I swear there was a vent literally sitting over me blowing directly on me i was fucking freezing and of course the shirt that i have on even in the emergency set for flying back yeah it looked ridiculous but i had to put both shirts on and i'm still freezing so phone boy was such a gentleman he went to try to find a blanket for me so that I would not be so cold. And thankfully, he was able to use some points he had accrued from flying in the past to get two blankets and wrapped me up like a little Phoenix burrito so that I could sit there and patiently wait for them to decide to board our plane to go to Chicago. It was not pleasant. I'm not even going to pretend it was. And being tired? Yeah, and and the breakfast? Oh, let's not talk about the breakfast or whatever the fuck they served on that flight from Israel because I could not eat all but like maybe the chicken and gravy with noodles. Whatever the fuck that Mediterranean couscous salad it had olives in it. I was like, nah, hard pass. We're good. Yeah. So it was. Uh, yeah, it was definitely something else. And so yeah, we eventually and, and yes and and, and and you know of course we then eventually and then of course we're waiting for the we're waiting in Chicago for the flight to take us to Nashville and we have some of course there there are some delays because oh the inbound flight was was the in, the, the flight the flight that was at the gate prior to the flight that, that came in from Florida I want y'all to know yeah. and had air conditioning problems how pissed would you be coming in from like Orlando or something like that, and yeah, you've no, got no fucking yeah, air was, on yeah, an airline. It was, it was, oh. Yeah, it was, yeah, that flight was actually coming in from Orlando, but um, so I know I saw plenty of fuck trophies that had been to see the big rat. Yeah, the big rat and the big yeah, whoever whoever else they've got down there. You know, I mean, it's not that's not just the big rat, but that is one of the places that you go down there. Yes. Anyway, the it is yeah. So we have in, and so and then I, th- I think there were some issues with the with our inbound flight. You know, this is it was just it was just a gong show of after gong show after gong show. And also, I noticed that my itinerary and the thing didn't match with, with the boarding pass that they had given me. And I'm like, okay, so why is it different in here? And I had a valid boarding pass, so it wasn't a big deal. But it was just, it was, it seems like that, like, and then, I don't know, it seems like when even when they tried to resolve the problem, they made the problem worse. I mean, it, it, it really, you know, I'm looking at this, I'm going, okay, this is all stuff that probably happens in, during the course of travel these days. It, they, don't, they don't usually all happen at the same on the same trip, though. I mean, this is a... Yeah, and don't forget the fact that because of this massive-ass delay, it cost an extra $28 for parking, because that's how much it costs per day to be in the parking garage where we parked. So at the end of the day, it was easily 250 plus dollars for the parking for the week that we were in Israel all because this fucking airline had, and I was pissed. There was a tweet that phone boy put out about the fact that 
the airline controller we sat next to while waiting at Newark looked at the radar because we were pissing and moaning about it too. And he was like, yeah, he's like, this isn't weather because you see this? He's like, if if they grounded flights or they canceled flights because of this, nobody would ever fly. So we're like, oh, well, there you go. Proof that United was fucking lying through their assholes at us. And I, I, I was furious. And, and he busted off a, a nasty little message basically saying, you know, quit lying to your fucking customers. Treat us like adults. This is unacceptable. Yeah, I, I, it's one of the few times I used social media, which is like, yes, it's just, yeah, I don't like being lied to, and and, and I understand that the, the, the I, I'm, I, you could, I could, I could see, okay, maybe the, you know, the frontline employee is getting the information that they're given. I thought, although I think it's clear from the response to the of this customer service agent when we challenged her on weather, she she immediately uh, reverted to not talking about the weather. Uh, so yeah, avoidance is a great tactic. I'm just saying, but you know what? Uh, in, at the end of the day. We got home, we drove back, my cat, our cat, was very happy to see us, and mom got picked up by Wookie and went home, and we basically just fell into a shower and then into bed. It, it, we were exhausted. We were purely and utterly exhausted. And then the next day, we got stuff put away, we did laundry. It took two days to get all the laundry done, yeah. between towels and clothes and everything it was just it was a harrowing long experience but it also was great in a lot of ways yes so um and one of the one of the ways so so you talk about the fact that it was my 50th birthday um during this during this trip and so we actually had the man is getting old yeah the man is getting old so so my uh, my boss had put together a a a, a dinner for uh and to to to, well it was was ostensibly a team uh you know a a, a team dinner but but it was um um, but, it, but yes, it was, it was in, it was in honor of my 50th birthday. It was birth- a great excuse to have a birthday dinner for you. Yes. And so, um, now you, meanwhile, you had presented me with a, with a birthday gift and you had presented me with a few things that, you know. But- well, I, I presented you with a quote unquote decoy gift before we left because I had asked him, um, you know, I, I said, I have a birthday present for you. Do you want me to give it to you before we leave for Israel? Do you want me to pack it and I'll give it to you when we're there? And he was like, no, no, no. You know, we don't need to be taking extra stuff. Now, not knowing what I had gotten him, he was like, no, we don't really need to be packing extra stuff. You can just give it to me before we leave. So tell the folks what you got before we left. Okay. So I got a couple of, uh, a couple of 49ers hats uh, with, uh, they, they were, they were from the, from uh, the fact that they had, uh, you know, won, you know, won some amount of, uh, you know, so, so the, 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 the vision championship uh, uh, material materials. So that, that, which was kind of nice. I've never yeah, had the that cap that uh, the, the game that they won, the cap they presented them with was the first cap I bought. Now, I had, admittedly, I thought I was buying a different cap because I was going to get one for you and one for me. So when the second one came in and it was identical, like with what it said and whatnot, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to give him both of those because the design on it was wrong. But ultimately, yes. But that was a decoy gift because the gift that I had planned for him, because of its significance, I thought that it would be more than appropriate being as he loves Israel going there so much. I wanted this to be over the top, amazing, out of bounds to celebrate his 50th. So we were in our hotel getting ready for going out to dinner that night and I handed him 
his gift. Yes. So it, it, was, it was in the form of a birthday card. And inside the birthday card were um, replica, kind of, I guess you could say kind of replicas or screenshots or something uh, of like that, of uh, tickets to go to, uh, to go see the 49ers at Levi Stadium, uh, to go play the Seattle Seahawks. And, and there, there's some significance in that. Number one, it is the first time that I, and I've, I've watched the 49ers and the Seahawks play. However, I've watched them in Seattle, right? Where, um, where I, where it is not the home stadium, uh, and I and and I have never witnessed a home 49ers game in any stadium. Now I, I have, as a, as a child, I did uh, I did go watch the Giants play at Candlestick Park, which is which was all which was then shared with the 49ers and then existed. It doesn't exist anymore. It's been it's been raised and probably turned into some sort of a housing project. Um, but uh, yes, uh, so so in December, uh, when when the when when the 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 the, the Seattle Seahawks come into uh, to to uh, to Levi Stadium, I will be there uh, cheering with uh, the, the the faithful. I'll, me and my uh, me and my uh, my my uh, my lovely par- podcast partner in crime. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty neat uh, exercise to do that. And well, so maybe I'll get you a uh, get you. Yeah, there will be will we'll, we'll be some uh, tooling around of uh, people to see. And, and, and I'm looking see. forward to this trip big time. So sadly, weirdo, that does mean that the Lotus Effect will be taking another vacation in December, and and you will be essentially a, a week without your rideshare radio and. Studio 33 and the Lotus Effect and the rest of you pedal heads too, but he was the one who whined and bitched the loudest. So I figured I would call him out <laughs> on it exactly. with, with much love though. Absolutely. With much love. Absolutely. And it's, but yeah, I think but it is going to be epic because also we, we need to highlight. Yeah. If we're going to tell the story, we're going to tell it all the way. The tickets are close to the end zone and they are also ninth row. They're badass. Not going to lie. I would have preferred 50-yard line, but I didn't have that kind of scratch to come up with. What I did was the best I could do, and I assure you, his reaction, I wish I had thought to take my camera out because when he opened the card, he read the card, and he was like, oh, you know, that's nice. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Take the piece of paper that's written on and lift. And he did, and there sat the photocopy because everything's digital now. I had taken a screenshot and photocopied and cut out and they fit perfectly under that piece of paper. I couldn't have asked for better. And he looked at it and he was like, I, I what was, I'm trying to remember exactly what your words were. I, I, something. I, I think it was something to the effect of, is that really what you, you did? You really do that? Did you really do that? Yeah. I believe that was what I said is, did you really do that? Yeah. He, he was completely, I mean, I thought he'd cry, but I think I enjoyed the fact that his reaction was completely disbelief for a moment that he was really staring at a pair of tickets to Levi stadium to see the Seacocks get their asses whooped by the 49ers. Yes. It there. was, it was a moment in time that I could never recreate. And yeah. I'll never forget. Yes. Meanwhile, uh, there, there, there's also, uh, I also, uh, you've also acquired a, a Jerry Rice jersey, which I now have. That is true. That was another piece of the birthday package, if you will, that I was attempting to yeah. create for you for your 50th. Yes. And there's and also, there's apparently, an there's, there, yeah, there is also a Frank Gore jersey. There is coming. a Frank Gore jersey on its way for yeah. you. So you will be having multiple choices of what legend to wear when we go see the game. That's right. And as of roughly just before showtime today, he also is becoming the proud owner of Billy Joel's 
Stormfront. Stormfront. There you go. That's in a- original vinyl because he mentioned he wanted it because I had requested to hear a song off of it. And the next thing you know, ding dong, eBay. Yes, exactly. Well, it's funny because I'd been, I'd been, I've been looking at buying that vinyl at, at Walmart, and so you've now just given, you bought something else, which is, which is just as better. So, um, but uh, all right. So now we got, we do have one happiness story, and this, I thought this was a great story. Uh, so a man takes a mirror selfie with the same barber for fifty years for the last time. Uh, this is kind of a sad story in a sense. Now Sam Farr has snapped a picture of himself in a barber chair every decade since the 1970s. And while the camera model changes over time, it's the same two good friends, a barber and his customer, just getting older together. Now, in 1973, the newspaper photographer snapped a black and white selfie while his stylish barber, Joe Pace, was giving him a trim in Bath, England. And uh, the first time I took the photo, I just had bought uh, really a flex camera for about 100 pounds, a lot of money back then, and I wanted to see what I looked like. I used to take photos for so many people back then, but never took pictures of myself, so I decided to snap one and started a tradition. And since Sam went on to document himself at, at, the, at, the, at the Gillespie's of Bath five times in 50 years, in 1973, 1985, 2007, 2015, and 2023. In each photo, the barber's smile gets bigger as their friendship grows, and Sam is seen sporting a new camera each time, ending at age 78 with an iPhone. That should tell you something about cameras right there. Uh, He's been cutting my hair for so long that he's changed locations three times, said Sam, who always gets the same haircut each time, describing the look as aging beetle. (laughs) Every time I would come in, he'd always say, oh, it's been 30, 40 years. When we hit 50 years, we thought it'd be special to celebrate it. He even gave me a free haircut. That was nice of him. His daughter, Nikki, says the picture will likely be his last due to his battle with Parkinson's because it's too hard for him to hold a camera anymore. The tradition has been lovely for him and us as a family, though. Joe has always been a close friend, and the pictures constantly come up on social media. The lovely thing is they always comment on how happy he looks. And the the former uh, photojournalist for the Bath Evening Chronicle quipped with a twinkle in his eye, I've always stuck with Joe because if I keep coming back, he might get it right one day. That's funny. Yeah, exactly. So, but that is a feel-good story because that's really a an issue of someone who you meet in a professional setting, and and they may hold a professional position in your life can can still be your friend in in you know in context. I just think that's beautiful, and far too few people would have the wherewithal to think about doing that before. You know, beforehand, nowadays, everybody's all about selfies because it's all about them. I can't imagine the teens of today doing something like that 50 years from now. Yeah, um, I need to. We need to check and see if we have our upcoming uh, ta- our, our upcoming thing that we would normally be doing next. Right? Uh, we should probably. Well, check you that. know, we can we can call him out in the chat. There, he's in there. Hey, Rev, do we have a cavalcade today? Yeah. If it, if we need to do it after we do the other stuff, that's totally cool because we do because normally we would be playing the cavalcade of stupidity. But I, I think it, I do not see it in the normal place. So I'm going to wait. I will come check it at the end of our session here. So we will. Uh, we will. I think we will then uh, go into the toast and jam segment. This whole damn show has been toast and jam. I tell you. Yeah, exactly. Well, you did do some stuff this week, though. You did. Uh, we we did. Uh, we did some rideshare stuff. Um, so we did. Yes, we did. Uh, so uh, you you have a story about the lady that gave you a twenty dollar tip. It was not a woman. It was actually a man. Oh, okay. And 
he kind of cracked me up because, and I've said this on the on the show before, but I'm going to reiterate. Why is it you you men, and I'll call it out as men, not just boys, but but the adults too. Why are you farting in my seats, you fuckers? Like I swear to God, the dude needed to take a shit so bad. I'm amazed he was able to walk. It seemed like, thank fuck. His wife had nice perfume on, but it was definitely muted by his ass bombs. Like, I swear, it was the longest 15 minutes of my life. However, we kept the conversation light and entertaining, and ultimately, I got a $20 cash tip from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So it is stated. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Except I don't. So, Rev, I'm not seeing it in the in the normal share that we normally get. So, and I may need to click a button somewhere. So, let me figure this out really fast because this is this is where my brain. Because I, I have a feeling that it, there's something, but it's I'm not finding it in our normal the normal place that we share things. So, um, that is something that I will need to find out. But uh, we actually do have okay. So uh, let me figure that out. Well, so what? Um, I guess I had another thing to talk about. You have another thing to talk about too, right? Um, you you also we also yes. actually did you actually because you actually did ride share around here. Yes, it just happened. There were like four rides that were within less than ten miles of where I live, and two of them were slated for the same time in the morning. And then there was an 11 and a 2 PM. Now I was only intending to take the 7 AM. And I figured that by default, if I took the one that was highest pay, that the other ones would ultimately fall into place because I'm literally the only driver in this area. I I seem to think. So I go make the pickup on the first one. And as soon as I get that person picked up, Boom, here comes the second one. All right, rock and roll. Let's do this. Get the second one to the pickup. Boom, here comes the third one. All right, fucking awesome. We're off to like a $50 start almost. And all I've had to do is roll out of bed into clothes and into the car. I can come back home and have my coffee and breakfast and whatever. It's a quick, you know, 30 minutes-ish, maybe an hour of my life. Not a huge deficit. Well, Mother Nature had other plans because the weather was absolutely horrible and was pouring like you could barely see and i had to take the interstate to get from point a to point b so there was no option to take back roads without it extending the trip way too long yeah but at the end of the day it was totally worth doing because phone boy decided and and i concurred we kind of decided at the same time that me driving in that downpour of rain to nashville two hours was not a great idea. And even though I would be taking a small pay deficit for the day, I could take those two afternoon rides and be great. And I ultimately did. And there were actually two more rides on the Uber platform that came through for the area. So at the end of the day, I made over a hundred dollars and used like $15 worth of fuel. It was completely worth the time and effort. And I got to spend time trying to do some schoolwork that I need to get done since my semester ends at the end of this week, uh, the, arguably. Uh, yeah, next, well, yeah, it's in the, in, within the next week, yeah. Yeah, it, within. It, yeah, which, by the way, so, yeah, I think the next uh, thing to talk about is, oh, my God, this communications class from hell. Yeah, oh, my God. Talk about a Phoenix rant. Phone boy even dislikes this instructor that much. Oh, yeah. I look at her and I go, oh, that's my ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. She is just... Yeah. So I'm sure anyone who's seen the No Agenda posts that I've made 
and railed against this instructor because I don't feel politics belong in a communications class. And that's ultimately what this is, is learning how to do public speaking and various aspects of such. And she has, first of all, it's forced interaction because she requires you to post feedback to other people's videos that they have to upload of these speeches that we have to do. There's also a discussion board where we have to post answers to the quote question of the week. The first question, which really bugged the shit out of me was talking about how they are saying that we're in a backsliding democracy. You know, you get to choose democracy or autocracy. Which do you choose? And I thought it was a very highly inappropriate subject to be broaching in a communications class. So I railed against it and simply said, I find this question offensive and I refuse to share my opinion on it. Now, I did receive full credit. Of course, she added her own personal view of what she feels like I give a shit. Then the second one just really ramped it up. So much fun. Then we have the next question, which is talking about xenophobia being the 2016 word of the year or something to that effect. And, you know, what are your feelings on it? And do you think it's still an issue? And if someone different than you moved in next door, you know, how would you feel? And I'm like, I don't talk to my fucking neighbors. I don't give a shit what my neighbors are doing or who they are. If you, I mean, obviously, I'm cordial enough. If you say hi to me, I'll say back. There might be a small conversation struck up, but it's not like I'm going over for tea and crumpets every fucking afternoon. I don't give a shit about my neighbors and they don't give a shit about me. It's like a utopia. So I just was like, I'm, I'm not doing this. And then, of course, you have students who want to give feedback about how, oh, no one cares how you feel or about your feelings. So why not just, you know, this, that and the other thing? Talk about it. Da, da, da. And I'm like. Look, First Amendment guarantees me freedom of speech. Miranda rights, also known as the Fifth Amendment, say I have the right to shut the fuck up. So guess what? I respect your right to exercise your speech. Respect mine in kind to not. Yeah, well. And that's what I posted. And I'm just, I'm fucking done with being forced to interact with people and watch these videos about subjects I don't give a damn about. I'm not learning anything from this class is, is the takeaway from this. Ultimately, she's created a hostile learning environment by her controversial topics. And oh, yeah, she wanted us to dissect the famous Martin Luther King speech. And there's a questionnaire paper that she created. Literally verbatim asks what do you feel here see etc etc when we answer the multiple choice on such she marks it wrong so i copy pasted and said how can this be wrong you asked an opinion question you asked a subjective question you asked and i quoted what do you feel see here you're asking my opinion. You're asking what I see, what I feel. How can that be marked wrong? And of course, she pushed back with a very weak response. 
as far as the correct answer being such. She didn't even defend her vernacular on it. Not to mention how disorganized her syllabus is, which she insists that we read and post that we have read. And for a communications teacher, you get an F. Because if you have typographical errors, spelling errors in your literature to your students, you fail. And she does. So I can assure you, I have every intention of writing up a complaint to the board when this class is over, because I now have to spend my own money to go to school since I refuse to change my filing status yet again to something I don't believe is applicable because I filed legally. My ex was disabled. Ergo, legally filing head of household is something I could do. But because the education system doesn't fucking want to play like that, they either want married filing joint or married filing single, and they're insisting that if I don't amend it, I either have to have a letter proving that we were separate households, and I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to do that? I was living in an 18-wheeler. It didn't exactly have an address. Or you have to have some, you know, you have to change the filing status. So my answer is basically, you know, fuck you. I'm not redoing the taxes and I don't have the letter. So from now on, Phoenix is paying for her own education and compiling that is the fact that when I wanted to throttle back my studies for fall semester, because I'm having a little bit of issue with one of the subjects that I need to get a little firmer grasp on before I feel I can move forward in my education. I wanted to scale back the classes that I'm taking for the financial and the educational reasons. And because if I don't take, even though I'm paying for it out of my pocket, if I don't take at least six hours, it makes me ineligible. I'm like, keep your fucking money. I don't want it. I don't need it. Fuck you. And that's how I'm standing. This will now be on my own dime. So please feel free to donate to Lotus Effect to Phoenix's education fund. Just kidding. Yes, well, yeah. but also if you really wanted to, I wouldn't turn it yeah. away. Yeah. But yeah, this this is literally what it's come to: is that I'm putting skin in the game. If I want this degree, it's now going to cost me the full cost of of time and you know my treasure to take these classes. But it also offers me the freedom to not be bound to a financial organization to jump through their hoops. And I can take as little or as many classes as I can mentally and financially afford. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's uh, that is the healthiest way to do it, I think. I think uh, you're right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think also something else I want, we want to highlight, because I'll put it in the show notes, is, right. uh, is the fact that we had, to do, we, had to, we had to do a demonstration speech. This was hilarious, y'all. Doing the dry run... I. If Phone Boy had enough room on his camera, uh, he probably would have kept at least one of the dry runs because we had to go through this thing at least five or six times. Yes. And mind you, you'll see in the video, I'm holding a cutting board that has foil on it and I'm holding a plate. What I didn't realize is that you couldn't see the steak and you couldn't see the eggs that I had cooked. And I'm, and I'm sad about that because production failure... We did not realize this at the time, but I had to do a demonstration speech where I either demonstrated how to do something or I showed a finished product. So ultimately, we had grilled steak and eggs for breakfast the other morning so that I could get this speech done. And we fe- I, it was a great, we ended up with like 13 cue cards that 
behind the camera, phone boy's holding up the cue card so that I can remember where I'm at and what to say while demonstrating and holding the eggs and the steak and trying to get this done in roughly one to two takes because I'm fucking hungry. I want to eat breakfast and I can't until we're done doing this particular video. I got, you know what? I haven't gotten my grade yet for that speech. So, you know, to be announced what the grade ended up being, you'll, you know, you have it posted here in the chat. Yeah, I'll put it in the show. I will also put it in the show notes. Right, it'll be in the show notes for those who aren't in the chat. I think I kicked its ass. I'm just going to say I was really proud of it. And it doesn't hurt that I'm wearing my Cheech and Chong shirt, which is hilarious. Yes, exactly. Now, um, so speaking of t-shirts, I was, so I was wearing my, one of my 49ers t-shirts in, 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 when I, when I was, when I was doing my, uh, my vinyl therapy yesterday. And, 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 you know, this is, I call this uh, the friendly South because uh, this is something I'm not used to, I'm still a little not used to uh, living here is the fact that people are generally friendly here and, and are willing to, willing to engage in conversation. Respectfully. And, even. Yeah, respectfully even. So this lady was, uh, she was about, I think she was in her late fifties, uh, had been, had, had been, uh, through the military and whatever, but she had said, Hey, uh, uh, so are you, are you, you know, do you, you know, just, you know, what, what's your deal with this team? It's like, yes, I'm, I'm a originally from uh, the, the the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm I'm still I'm a you know lifelong 49ers fan, you know. Um, and she said, "Well, yes, I'm I'm a Cowboys fan." I said, "Okay." And so um, now the the, the 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 Cowboys and the 49ers were rivals and certainly during the 80s and 90s when both were when both were uh, uh, very dominant. So we ended up having a, a a very pleasant conversation about the differences in the organization. She's not very happy that the, the ownership of the Dallas Cowboys who uh, seems to be meddling in, in different things and I'm, meanwhile I'm fairly happy with the you know the the, the ownership of the of the San Francisco 49ers and what they're doing and, and anyway it's just it was a, a very nice um it was a very nice, um, you know, just a respectful conversation. We talked about, you know, I talked about, uh, um, the, you know, some of the, it's like how I got to this part of the world because obviously, anyway, it was, it's almost like you told your whole life story and it's again to a random stranger and, you know, that, that you run into in Walmart. I mean, it's just kind of, was kind of, it was a very nice conversation. It was one of those things that's a, it's, it's one of those cultural benefits of moving out from the, from the left coast and, and enjoying stuff. Now, um, oh boy. And I've got one more, I got one for you here. Um, um, so um, we're we're we are um, we're playing we're, we're we're streaming music last night and we're um, you know we're doing what we're we're doing what we're doing right and, this, and we had a great time last night I mean the, 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 if you if you if you weren't list, if you weren't listening to rideshare radio last night you know especially around midnight central time you were missing out but before then our our friend Nam it I'm was gonna... not meant to be what it became but it was epic yes it was now uh, so. What we did, and so anyway, he he made some sort of a comment that suggested that I was broadcasting live on the No Agenda stream. Now, when we're playing music, I don't want to be. We're not supposed to be on the No Agenda stream. Sir Bemrose gets very grumpy when that happens. So, does and that I am- can assure you, the content of what last night's show was was what we were talking about probably would have gotten a lot of shit heaped upon Sir Bemrose from the Podfather himself. So this was the most epic troll of trolls by Nam making the statement about being live on the No Agenda stream. I I assure you that Sir Bemrose's asshole as well as probably phone boys for a for a fleeting moment, both ate whatever apparatus they were sitting on thinking, is this 
is this going on until they actually, you know, check the stream and know Nam was just jacking off. So fucking thank you for your courage, Nam. Congrats. That was the most epic troll. Definitely one for you, zero for phone boy and ride share radio last night okay so now we are we are still waiting for the uh for the cavalcade of stupidity to show up Um, well we can play it at the end of the show you know rev's out there actually making money we're here fucking off he's out there making a difference okay so So, don't give him too much of our time okay so okay so i want to ask a question of you because we didn't we did not settle this before the show so i have the voicemails that we played on episode 90 an episode 92 that are obviously not going to go out i feel like that we we owe it to our we owe it to our pedal heads to play the voicemails as we stated at the beginning of the show the reason it's 92.5 wtaf is because yeah i kind of came unhinged on the original 92 show and basically just shut down it was much like the first time when that happened and it was essentially a, a miserable phone boy speaks episode yeah. on the first of april now, however which was a joke that yeah that was, side yeah just it derailed badly on on the first. It wasn't meant to be what it became. But ultimately, so episode 92, as it was put out prior to our trip to Israel, if you didn't hear it, you won't. Yeah, that's, and that's because what, it will never be released. That's right. Well, that is why we call this ninety two point five. Yes. Well, that that made it made a good uh, radio station joke, I, I, and it was funny. An now, obvious this is, radio station joke. Exactly. Even. Well, here's the, here's the funny thing. Of course, I'm because I'm living on the left coast for all my life. I still think radio stations begin with the letter K, not the letter W. So, and with being an East Coaster, yeah. I actually know a ninety two point five in Connecticut. So, yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, there's yeah, the, the frequencies doesn't matter. Matter. But it was just, but it was just kind of then we that kind of into the yeah let's just let's just lean into it right so it was just and, you as know. we often do when things go not quite to yeah. spec yes. instead of being like oh my god we're so sorry no we're gonna lean in yes so meanwhile I think we are going to go but we're going to play the voicemails from and I forgot and 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 so I don't remember what the refire topic was and I don't think it matters we're gonna but we're gonna play these voicemails we're gonna start with uh, we're gonna start with this I think one. we might find context uh, very quickly yeah I think we will oh hello darlings it's Emily uh, so question of the week is what do we use to elevate our consciousness other than the sacred herb uh, and my answer is uh, this is not a plug. It's just a very specific place that I've been able to find this. It's a, it's called Harmony Blend and it's from the Harmony Acres Farm in Oregon. And they do a Harmony Blend, um, which is mushrooms. And then they also do an Evolve Blend, which has, uh, Chaga, Reishi, Lion's Mane, Cordyceps, and turkey tail. And so when I take the two of those, it's equivalent to taking an Adderall, and it's wonderful. And I get all of my tasks accomplished that day. Um, in addition to that, I do meditation, or I read my Bible and I pray, palms up, to receive information. Um, but that that's my answer for this week. You guys have a wonderful show. Bye. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Emily. Yeah, the um, yeah. yeah that that was I believe on ninety two we talked about those mushroom bars that have the the reishi and the lion's mane and everything in it, and they market them like they are a psychedelic uh, 
microdosing type thing, and it's a fucking farce. If you really want some good mushroom shit, well, you, you got to know people. Yeah, that's, that's all. all I'm gonna say. Yeah, exactly. Well, and uh, I know people. Yeah, we know people. I'm just saying. All right, well, I think we know this next caller. So this is we're gonna play this. That's right. All right. So if we're gonna be doing any deep diving into kids and social media, think about it this way. What do they use to access social media? Home computers, tablets, telephones. Mm-hmm. Telephones being cell phones. Who provides this equipment that gives kids access to social media? Parents, schools, kids who have jobs and buy it with their own money. So, who's to blame? I mean, seriously, who the hell is to blame? You've got so many factors. Okay, it's all social media. No, look farther than that. Jeez. Oh, going back, by the way, to uh, <clears throat> using stuff for achieving uh, higher consciousness, I wasn't joking when I said manic uh, attacks. Uh, yeah, manic attacks, depending on what kind you have, you can you can experience a godlike feeling. I mean, your brain opens up. You take in so much information. You feel like you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Who needs drugs when you have that? Thank you. Love you. I can buy all that fun stuff. And one of these days, I will learn how to hang up my phone property. Bye. Thank you, Dame Bemrose. You know what? Uh, with having a mom who had manic episodes, and I think I've actually... I can honestly say I think I have experienced at least one or two. I completely relate to where you feel godlike, like you can do anything. The problem, and I know you are familiar with this, is when you're done having that amazing godlike, I can do anything feeling, the crash that you experience, you know, known as the peaks and valleys, that valley is deep as fuck at times. And I can assure you that the other day when... Before we got back to doing this, we were home, but it was during the week. And I was trying to wrap my head around something. And I thought, well, I'll just, uh, you know, I'll alter my consciousness with some uh, fungi, if you will. I cried for two straight hours. My face was swollen. I looked absolutely horrible. Yeah, no joke, y'all. Seriously, like I looked like a relative of Jar Jar Banks. It was fucking bad. And that was one of the lowest places that I've ever been. I was telling phone boy that, you know, he could do so much better and I serve no purpose. I bring nothing to the table. I mean, I was completely just, I was the lowest of low that day. And it was really weird because I had never experienced a finger quotes, bad trip before that. And I think there was definitely something to the mix of having a, a, a problem in my brain at that point and taking that particular trip, just the two should not have met one another. Okay. Well, that's, that is uh, yeah. And I know that, I mean, that was it's no joke. Y'all this is, this is, this is a thing. Um, it, it, I'm for whatever reason, it, it, it I'm still waiting for something to, to load here. Well, uh, it claimed it arrived. It claims it arrived. However, I am not finding it, uh, cur- at, at present, but there's, but there could be any number of reasons why that, that we has not love occurred. technology. Yes, we do love technology. However, we still have voicemails. So 
while I while I do that, let's play the next voicemail. And I think we I think we know this uh, this particular caller. Uh yeah, yeah. So I guess in the addendum to uh, the voice vocal mail that I left yesterday, uh, which you got to listen to Saturday show to to hear that. Uh I'm sorry about the background noise. I'm in a parking lot again uh, near a road. But uh, yeah, I guess higher level plane of consciousness is. I guess for me, it's just those other things that you can do throughout the day. Like I wake up and uh, whether or not I'm tired or rested or whatever, because the the amount of sleep I got, I still just I just always do them. Like I always drink a quarter gallon of water pretty much first thing when I wake up. I actually really like first thing when I wake up, I've had a quarter gallon of water. And I don't allow myself to have any coffee until after that. And coffee doesn't always, like, wake me up. But like you guys were talking about, sometimes it's just also that that little bit of habit, you know, just enjoyment. I enjoy black coffee. So just that. Um, and then uh, I put hot sauce on, like, all my food. And I know this is, you know, like, different than what you guys are referencing so much. But this is me. So that's what we're doing. Uh, I put hot sauce on my food just because I enjoy it. Like, I will taste if it's something I've never had before, you know, whatever. Wife makes something, you know, new or whatever. Like, I'll, still, I'll have a bite of it, restaurant, whatever. I'll have a bite of it, but I still dump hot sauce on it because I enjoy it. And it's just something that, to me, enhances it. Um, and then uh, I don't exercise a lot. It might look like it just because of posts and stuff, but I only run, like, twice a week. I do a 13-mile and uh, – and a minimum of four mile, but it's pretty much just always a four mile. But uh, I make sure I get those in just because I know it's something like, for, for one, it's just pure habit. Like I've been doing a 13 mile and then a four mile um, at minimum for like the last like three years or something like that. And uh, so like the other day this week it was coming up and there wasn't time and we've been doing some stuff and volunteering. So I made sure like, hey, like, hey, I need to get away if there's not, there wasn't going to be time today. So I was like, I got away. It was triple digits or whatever. And I went out and ran my four miles. So just keeping those things in and just knowing that like, hey, this is part of my routine. Um, but then also like keeping that, that balance point. So, and then there's a bunch of, then there's a bunch of stuff I do in the morning. Well, not a bunch, but some stuff I do in the morning and just affirmations and prayers and, and things like that that I do in the morning just to kind of like keep up, I guess, keep balanced. And then, uh, yeah, and then smile. So anyway, love you guys. Stay dangerous. And, you know, whether or not it's hot or it's cold or, yeah, just go ahead and kick Yes, we we love Mr. Christopher Battles. Yeah, Heck yeah. I believe he's I believe he is a he has a follow up that would which which uh, but um, from before we got the calls for today, so which right. we'll play, and then I think he's I think he's also I think he's also the next voicemail after uh-huh. that. Even hi, happy birthday to you. Hi, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear phone boy. Seven days early. Happy birthday to you. Love you, man. Stay dangerous. Ka-ka!
Yeah, it's that was my yeah. It's now and now and I'm playing it 13 days after. So there you go. How that goes. All right. So still just as effective. Thank you, Mr. Christopher Battles. That was really nice of you oh, okay. to give Phone Boy a special birthday message. Okay. So meanwhile, I'm going to have to go figure out where he emailed the stuff. All right. So meanwhile, we will go to the net. We'll go to the follow up. We'll go to the follow up uh, voicemail here. Hello, 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 man. I'm uh. I meant to call and leave a vocal mail and this morning and got sidetracked and then just realized what time it was and after looking at NAS and well, it's all good. Just be a devil for next episode, I guess, right? Anyway, um, let's say welcome back. You guys had a or fumble had a wonderful birthday on the was the ninth or something like that, I think. Anyway. Uh yeah. So uh but I'm sure you guys already talked about it. Um if not, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I think the question was, what was the question? Uh, something about like best vacation, I think. Um, uh, I think I, I think I, I don't remember one of, one of the, one of the podcasts. It was uh, either, either Hawk Story or, uh, either Hawk Story or, uh, Bowl After Bowl, but I think I mentioned something, but, uh, there's, there's a family vacations and a lot of the times we would, uh, I remember there's a decent amount of times that I should go to Fun Boys, Old Neck of the Woods, Santa Cruz, or things like that, just to get away and go to the go to the ocean and all the beautifulness. So those are memorable. But uh, hey, man, so now just now being married and uh, we never went away for the night or anything like that. We just do little day trips and whatnot uh, before we got married. So now that married, just uh, just being able to get away and go overnight and and do stuff and. and New uh, portion of life and whatnot, so uh, just gotta say that that's that's my favorite. Nothing, nothing, a particular trip. You know, everything has its pros and cons and whatnot, and uh, variance of locations and and jazz. But just being able to do stuff with her, and uh, you know, sometimes it's going to spots that neither one of us has been, or or getting to go to new spots for both of us. So uh, uh, actually did that. Recently went to done some stuff in the bay in the not distant future or in the not distant past, and uh, there's some stuff she hadn't done that I have and and whatnot. So uh, yeah, just getting to do getting to do that stuff. So anyway, see new sites. So that'd be that'd be the favorite vacation, I guess. So all right, well that'd be that. Was doing some uh, work on the car this morning and nice. Uh, not heat outside, so that was fun. But uh had some suspension issues, so it was low riding, not on purpose. So Alright, love you guys. That angers and uh, you know, have that Mexican food. And give a little hearty from the depths. Well, there you go. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, well, this was this was a this was maybe not the I wouldn't call this a vacation because because I had it was working work was involved but uh, well it uh, was it was a workcation maybe yeah but well, you do have some time off coming up yes I am which I'm is ta- lovely I am I'm taking some time off and doing absolutely nothing last year I took my I took my vacation to move to Tennessee so you know this year I'm that's just, right so I'm already where I want to be so I don't need to move again but. Um, this guy. Oh, uh, this guy. All right. So we have. So we have another. We have. A, we have our next caller here. Um, I think. I think. I think you'll recognize this one. Our girl messaged me and said that the topic of the day was the best vacation ever. So, 
instead of doing the California story where your dad and I got stranded, I'll do this one. When I was around 14, uh, my parents, my sister and I loaded up in his pickup truck, which had a camper shell on it, and we took off to Indiana to visit my great aunt and uncle. That was a trip, pun intended. We had never been out of state anywhere except Alabama, and that don't even count as far as I'm concerned. And so we really enjoyed all the sights and whatnot going all the way through Kentucky until we reached our destination. We were poor, so I don't think we did a whole lot of extracurricular type things like stayed in a hotel or anything like that. But once we got to Aunt Marie and Uncle Allen's house, we were treated like royalty. And the funniest part of the whole trip up there was their neighbors had a little dog. Don't know what breed it was. And we would watch that thing every afternoon run circles around his owner's house just over and over. I'd never seen a dog do that before. I have since because daughter's dog does the same thing. But that was a great trip, even though we ended up eating leftovers at Aunt Marie's for a week. She didn't much like to cook. I guess that's where I get it from. I will eat leftovers until I lick a hole in the bottom of the pan. Anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Love y'all. Bye. Love you, Mama T. Fantastic story. Yes, exactly. Interesting. She also had an Aunt Marie, apparently. Yes. This is, I'm telling you, there are so many degrees of meant to be that this relationship is, that it's just unbelievable. And as far as the leftovers thing, I kind of want to double click on that because phone boy has never been someone who likes leftovers come to find out it was just the person cooking them because he loves having leftovers at our house we're constantly having a leftover night it even elicited a show title at one point yes because well that's also it's also a way we organize things that we gather for the show we actually call it the leftovers now this is stuff that we're not covering this week but will probably be part of next week's show or fault or a future show or maybe not or maybe we throw you know we call them and throw them out too much like real leftovers exactly and i was having kind of a a come to jesus moment today because phone boys talked a lot about uh in the past like does food speak to you and you know talking about do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life type thing and i realized that at the end of the day I really love to cook, and food does speak to me. I can simply look at an ingredient 
And it's like in the Da Vinci Code where things just magically start putting themselves into place. You know, I, I see a protein and I'm already imagining the things that will go with it and the preparation that'll go into it. And it happened again this morning. I was running across some photos getting ready to do a show post and a picture of the brined chicken that we had done some months back just happened to be in my camera roll. And there's now a pot of brine on my stove awaiting the chicken that's defrosting in the sink in cold water because we're going to smoke a chicken tomorrow night. And then I'm sitting here thinking about making omelets for whatever stupid reason that something jogged my brain about omelets and I'm constructing an omelet and how I can do it with appropriate food that leaves it being NS and G and all these like dinner tonight was I got this taste in my mouth and all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I need to make this for dinner. And well, ta-da. Yeah, here you go. Well, we'll, we'll talk You're muted. Oh, oh, yeah. So there we, we'll talk about that at the end here. So right, um, we will. Yeah. So um, we. So yes, we we have a one. Okay. So um, yeah, we don't have. We haven't picked up a lot of show titles. Although I wrote down Alabama fucking Bama because why not? Because uh, it works. Because it works. All right. We got one more voicemail. Uh, and you. And if you want to sound off on this topic of your favorite vacation, you may. Uh, you may give us a call at two five three two three seven three three two one. Much like this caller just did. Hey guys, it's Emily. Uh, topic is uh, most memorable trip. And I'm going to have to say it was when Tommy and I went to Switzerland for 10 days. Uh, close second would be um, Yellowstone, only because I can still go there whenever I want. Well, until it blows up or tourists ruin it with their bison touching. But on the Blue Buffalo, uh, I'm still listening. I got all my pumpkins planted. Adios. Bye. Okay. Okay. There was a there. There is a uh, there's a potential show tire here. Uh, Taurus ruin it. Ah, very cool. I think we will. I think a t- Taurus ruin <laughs> See, it. See, you were you were complaining about the fact that we didn't have a lot of show titles, and then boom, the universe provides one through Empress Emily's email. You know, a voicemail. So yeah. that's fantastic. Quite honestly. Yeah. I, and I will have to say, I know that I know we 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 talked about our you know I think I think we've talked about our favorite vacations previously. Uh, yeah, this is this is probably the. Fr- I mean, like I said, this was I don't think this was a proper vacation in a sense because yeah, I wasn't even going to put this on the leaderboard for favorite vacations. I still say if if you can call it a vacation, the trip across the country with you in your. We we've now dubbed it the Lutfa Mobile instead of the Meep Meep Mobile, but it's it's still a fucking Prius. Yes. But ultimately, that trip across the country with you, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I wouldn't miss it for the world, and it really did start one of the most epic journeys that I have ever been on in my life. And I can't wait to see what's next. Yes, I, I can't either. Now, uh, what I cannot wait to see, since I think we now, I've now, I was been trying to figure this out for uh, for a, 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 a for a, for a hot minute here was is how to actually get this uh, uh, get get this particular uh, the cavalcade of stupidity. Have you finally figured it out? I think I finally figured it out. So we're, we're where's the little girl? Yay! Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, uh, that that. that would have to okay hold on i'm gonna have to i have to do i have to do some audio routing here give me just a moment i absolutely love when i trip him up it is one of my favorite pastimes whether it's sadistic or not i love totally fucking with phone boy i just want to go on record that i am truly the purveyor breaking the balls breaking the balls okay and i love it all right so we're gonna play this uh, we're gonna play this cavalcade of stupidity that it was been uh, been produced by uh, the sir ref cyber i have missed it bring it on 
ho, pedal heads, and welcome to the Rev Cyber Truckers Cavalcade of Stupidity. Madeline Bailey is an American singer, songwriter, musician, and YouTube personality who has had many appearances on television, including America's Got Talent. In 2021, Madeline appeared on the 16th season of AGT performing an original song, which had gained over 20 million views on YouTube. And although she was eliminated in the semifinals, her YouTube subscribers received quite a bump. Released on my birthday, February 7th, 2020, this is Madeline Bailey. I wrote a song using only hate comments, part two. My mom thinks you just got killed by a cat. They hauled the song away in a body bag. Ear murder. Eat a burger. Why do you make every song sad? Her sound is so trash, her voice is very bad. Bad, very, very bad. Very, 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 very bad. Subscribed. You make the worst covers ever, song-destroying machine I'd like to hear her singing in front of me I know it'd be lame Totally lame If you're looking for advice, even though you suck at singing Don't try so hard, leave Earth, just stop, quit YouTube oh, And if it doesn't work out, you can always try porn She's so Subscribed. She's so That was um, awesome. Okay, I don't know what the full version of that is, but we might have to We're play definitely going to have to play it in the after party. Yeah, so Rev, so throw, good. It, throw it in the chat. So that was a, that was fantastic. Okay, so we have done our cavalcade of stupidity. Now I think we need to move into the uh, to the next segment here. Yes, we should. I'll take a drink, and I, my name's Smoke Little Reef. You know, I, I like to smoke reefer. You know, it relaxes me and everything. A couple of doobies, you know, just to get you through the day and everything. But I do not freebase cocaine. That's right. Yeah. We do not freebase cocaine. But we do hookahs and blow. We do hookahs and blow, bitches. Yeah. So I had never done a hookah before. And at the street bar, again, we will post pictures in the chat. At the street bar, liquor store, place that was diagonal from the hotel, they did hookah. So I asked phone boy, I think it was the last night we were there. I'm like, oh, can we do a hookah? Like, how great would that be? So he was like, yeah, you know, let's do it. And we ended up doing a blueberry one, which was delicious and so much fun. I, I don't know why just smoking a hookah was so much fun, but it really was. And of course, you know, video evidence because Pixar didn't happen and it definitely happened, as did our amazing trip. 
Yes, it did. And uh, yeah, the uh, actually, I, I pulled up the picture and I put it in the show notes. Um, all right. And, 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 and if you're using a new podcasting 2.0 app, you might actually see it there because I because I will have it uh, as a, as a chapter because of course that's what you do when you actually have chapters. Is so yes, you can we actually do. So you can actually there's a, you can see him in the back of the, of the like in the back right of the photo you can see the the guy who is the uh, the the life of the party who's you know he's the guy who's uh, you know kind of runs the place. He's the one that, if any of y'all know what the fat Jewish looks like, he reminds me of an older version of the fat Jewish. And there's no pun intended with being in Israel and, and all the Jews and everything. I'm just, the guy is awesome. That, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Like, totally awesome. Was really great to us. We had a fantastic time at that establishment. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gone back like every fucking night. Yes, it was, it was good. Yeah. It was quite good. Um, now we also, uh, I also took you to the office and bring it was bring girlfriend uh, to work day or something. Yes, and it was it was really cool because the first time you brought me to the office, of course, was the day that <clears throat> I learned to scooter, and there was a you know finger quotes wine mixer. <clears throat> that was going on that was sponsored by the company out on this like patio you y'all wouldn't believe the office where he works the main office there in israel fucking gorgeous amazing can't even say enough great things about the place but anyways so i was like why am i going to take a taxi when i have a scooter pass so i took i had this great I'm sure there's not a picture of it, but I have this really nice, elegant jumper, and it has a tail on it. So I took the tail and wadded it around my side and with a hair tie so that it would not drag when I was scootering. And scootered over, made sure my hair was perfect. He came out and met me because it's the first time I had been to the office, so I wasn't really sure where I was going. But he came out and met me, and I looked amazing, and it was amazing. I mean, this place has a ping pong, has a couple ping pong tables. It's got some like four or six foosball tables, yeah, there's, a there's, sand there's, there's, there's pit a, yeah, yeah. in one room where you can like sit and draw sand art with this big like swinging bucket thing. But also, there's like you can build sand castles. It's just there's so much to this place. There's one room where it's a cybersecurity map and you can see where the traffic originates and where it goes yeah, to. And, and yeah, what a, yeah, we have that that, running, I mean, a lot of stuff. Yeah, we have this running in the conference rooms too. But, right. but we have, yeah, there's there's like an executive briefing center. I got to do a speech yeah. from one of the conference rooms at his office. That is the highlight. Despite my disdain for this speech class, the fact I got to deliver a fantastic speech in the conference room, a conference room at his company yeah mind-blowing yeah we also used the because we checked out of the hotel but but our flight wasn't until like 11 p.m or something so we had a we had some time to kill and i was in for now actually the office on friday and so the israel work week is sunday to thursday so on friday really nobody's in the office right so it, it was uh the i will although i will i will uh, give the security guard props for allowing us to use the showers in the gym so that we could uh, so, so we could be a little more fresh yeah we were a little more fresh for the trip so uh but yeah but there's also, but you also uh, were were crashed in an office on one of the days with uh, one with uh, with a with a coworker. Of yes, mine whom, uh, I got the distinct pleasure of sharing the office of one of the people who works on Phone Boy's team. She was very gracious. Oh, she used to work on our team. She now oh, okay. works. At, she works on a different team now. But yes, yeah, so she's. But yeah, she played a prominent role. She's played a prominent role in the last uh, in the last few years. So yes, especially because she was the person who was working on finding you a place 
place to have a romantic dinner with me, which didn't end up happening because, yeah, unbeknownst to us, people don't really dress up to go out to dinner in Israel. So we felt that it would be extremely out of place to do that. And at, by the time we would have been able to at the end of the week, we were just so fucking tired. It was just like, let's go to the bar yeah, exactly. and, and eat something that is not good for us but tastes good type yeah. thing yeah so the office in any case the office was yeah but i mean but you also got to see like firsthand uh first of all yeah i mean i for, it'd been a few years since i've been to the office and it'd been, it's been i got to see day. how things work as far as the way they conduct meetings the way that they do even the, the way that they provide lunch for employees and they have events i mean they they scheduled a whiskey tasting at a distillery for you guys oh yes and that was and yes i did bring home a bottle of this uh, of this uh, and a glass yes which I, is I, okay lovely. i think i think i need to actually post this i think you should yes yeah, so but me- i mean seriously i've never and because this is not a world that i've walked in before i've never experienced things like this it blew my mind that his company had a family style dinner at a restaurant and i can assure you the 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 check for that night it exceeded um, five yeah. easily. Like, oh my god, I was I was blown away by just how gracious. And I had so many people that worked with or know him who have said, "We are so glad to finally meet you. We want to thank you because we have known him for so long." He is the happiest he has ever been. That was the most unexpected and amazing validation in just the purity of how much I love this man and that I took my fears and I set them aside and I said, I'm going to go out of the country. I'm going to go to Israel. I'm going to take every opportunity that I can to experience this and and understand what it is that he loves about Israel. Sadly, I did not feel the energy that he feels. I felt chaos. And again, with the the food issue yeah, being a is, major yeah, by the thing. Way, there is a certain amount of chaos there, but it's healthy chaos for the most part. I th- at least I think so. And so it's. I a- mean, around your office, yeah, it was healthy, controlled chaos. But in general, the trip over there, yeah, well, there's, was it, very yeah, chaotic and that's scary. Why, that's why you only go over there for a short period of time, and you know, and, and you're and you're happy to go home, right? It's it's it's. Like, I like to go over there because it's like drinking from the water in a, in a, in, a, in a desert, right? It's it's a, it's a cool. It's a, it's a it's refreshing. But yes, it, you don't spend all of your time there because it will, it will, it will. Yeah, it's uh, there, I like. I, I think if I had had more stuff to do, and next time because I'll be a little more versed, you know, I probably will. But I think if I had had more things to occupy the hours in my day while you were at work, it might have been a more positive experience. But I spent a majority of the time. Doing a little bit of scootering, being really scared to go anywhere because of the language barrier, despite the fact most people there speak English. You don't know if you're going to run into a situation where they don't. And then, I mean, I thought about it at the last minute when I should have thought about it at the first minute that if I had pulled out Google Translate 
Rev Cybertrucker turned me on to this app where you can speak what you're trying to say. It will repeat it in the language that you're attempting to communicate with. And you can effectively communicate with people. And unfortunately, it was a little too little, a little too late when I remembered that particular app. So... Yeah, I mean, you had day where you were with your team and you were getting shit done and you were being productive. I had day where, okay, I'm sunburnt like fuck after day one. I can hang out in the hotel and do absolutely nothing other than my schoolwork, which is fucking boring, but it got done. Or I can, you know, venture out with a scooter and try not to get lost. Thank you, Apple Maps. And just, I don't know, maybe... Now that I've had my first, you know, I've I've had my travel cherry popped. Maybe I can ex- I can enjoy the experience, kind of like you know. Anyways, I don't have to continue that, but yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. So yeah, the actually, and by the way, I, I do want to mention a couple things about this whiskey though. So I've actually got, um, and I need to probably put a put a section for the whisk for the for the for the distillery. The, the so so what's interesting? Okay, so part so you know whiskey has to be aged, right? And 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 so this is and what's it, so in Israel's a very unique climate for a lot of reasons, right? First of all, it's very hot there. I mean, we were you know we were um, I think. We were, I, I had originally thought about, well, maybe we can walk back from Jaffa, and I realized how hot it was, and I went, no, that's probably a bad idea, and I went, and I was already... Yeah, the bus, the bus trip back was decent, and honestly, by the time we went to that event, I was just, I mean, I was done, Bay. Yeah. Like, I was so exhausted. <clears throat> that place for an empath is like an... It's like a Dyson vacuum cleaner. Yeah. It will absolutely suck every amount of energy out of you if you're not yeah. careful. Yes, it does. And, and that's I why. was not prepared for that. So by the time we were in Jaffa and everybody had said, oh, you need to go to Jaffa, you need to take her to Jaffa. If we had honestly had a day that was just ours, where you didn't have any obligations for work. Right. Or we weren't traveling. Yeah. Maybe I could have enjoyed it more. And yes. I think the next time we go, I'm going to rally for the fact I'd like to stay an extra day that's ours. Yes, I, well, then we can that's do that. That's not Shabbat, yeah. so shit's not closed. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean, this is all, you know, we'll, okay. Like I said, we can, this is... That, yeah. to me, is what my Israel experience should have been, and I'm not dogging you. I appreciate that you wanted me to be your arm candy for that trip, because, yes, I got to meet the amazing people plus some on your team. Yes. I got to eat foods that were really good. I got to meet people that were really good. This was a positive experience overall. Yeah. Yes. And your office was inspiring. I got more schoolwork done that one day in the office of your coworker than I had probably gotten done in three on my own at the hotel. There was definitely an energy. There was a... A buzz, a yeah, that's <clears throat> a fire yeah, that yeah, lives in that yeah, office. Yes. People are passionate about yeah, what they yeah, do, yeah. and I and I think when I talk about when I talk about you know what what draws me to Israel, it's that obvious. It's that office. I mean, yes, I mean that, that's a you know I think you know if if the rest of the country, yes, is a little bit chaotic at, at times, um, but at the same time, it is a, that that it's for me as for what I do and who I work for and everything. Yes, it is. It is good to go to the office and and and, and get. Get a fresh drink of water so that you can, and or you know, and and be able to, so I can continue to do the things that I do. And that's another thing too. Like, all right, so we talked about the food. 
just the simple fact that you can get like any kinds of coffee drinks. They've got sodas and juices and it's all like they don't charge anything for it. Like it's just fucking there for the people who work for this company. Again, this is something I have not ever yeah. experienced uh, yeah. and it was mind boggling that yeah, they, 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 they had by the that. Way, they, they, by the way, they also have like, you know, so like breads and snacks and other things out there. They're not, you know, they're, they're but yeah, you know, they have the bread brought in. They, they have, you know, vegetables and, and stuff in there. They've got obviously they got milk in there to make refri- uh, to to make your cappuccinos and whatnot. Uh, and different and by and way, the way, different ice cups cream of- thing. Yeah. So it. Yeah. Exactly. And they had. A, yeah. They do. A, they give you. You can get a. You know. Get a little thing of ice cream. Uh, you know. With your. With your lunch that you. That you then order from inside. Anyway. It's. It's. Yes. It's a great thing. And they actually. And, and they, they. I know they try to do this in the states. It's done a little bit differently, but same. You know, roughly the same. You know. They try to do kind of the same things in different. Uh, in the different geographies. It just, really is what I would categorize as a very inclusive feeling when you go there they don't make you feel like you're an outsider i mean everyone that i met was so cordial and i mean i even got a hug from you know one of the women that i've seen on camera so many times and i I'm like, wow, you know, these, these people are so amazing. And then here they are in front of me, shaking my hand, hugging me, giving me sentiments and, and salutations. And it was just so amazing. And it's why I'm fighting as hard as I am fighting. And I realized that I have to succeed because I want to touch that dream. I want to be sitting in that in 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 miracle one day in a meeting as a part of that team. You talk about starting with the end in sight. Yeah. I want to be sitting in miracle one day wearing a badge that has my name on it, not just visitor. Yeah. That's something to aspire to. I agree with that. So uh, I'm looking at, okay, so I think I'm going to take the rest of the stories of this segment and I'm going to move them to the following week because I feel like we we still have a few things we want to get to and I, I don't disagree. I, I think the uh, we had a lot to say about the thing, although I do want to make one comment about the whiskey. Okay. So, and I think this is, it's actually kind of a cool thing because of the unique climate of, so there, so there, there was this whole discussion that the, that the, that the guy had given about, you know, we talk about uh, when, when you're aging whiskey, that there's the angel share, there's the part that evaporates. Well, in Israel, because of the climate, uh, a lot more of the, um, there, there's a lot more, uh, of the an angel angels share. are a lot more drunk. That's right. So, um, and actually, so, it, but what the end result of this though, is yes, that, that, that they, that they have, that they end up having a little bit less whiskey. Whiskey, but it also actually ages the whiskey faster, so you get a really good tasting whiskey without having to age it for, you know, for you know several, you know, for as many years. You know, you might want to get you might want to get a like a Glenlivet 15, which is a which 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 is actually what I bought for the for the boss, um, and it, and I thought it was a it, it, and I and I know from experience it is a very tasty whiskey. Now, the the Israelis can 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 uh, create a whiskey with and, and they, they do it the same way. They get the you know they get the casks and everything. I got to see all the different casks and everything uh, that they that they use for stuff and we actually got to sample stuff out of the cask that was that was a bit of interesting um 
But uh, yes, they're able to create these aged whiskeys that that are a, that are able to be aged in a fraction of the time, and they taste and, and, and they're you know and you know from price perspective they weren't actually that they weren't actually any more expensive than getting a similar whiskey from whatever. But so now most of the most of the the the, the, the you know most of the single malt uh, whiskey is uh, you know is, is produced in you know in, in in the places that you would expect it to be produced, and it's uh, but yeah so so Israel is not a you know not a big producer. In this and they they came into it, but it's actually they say the whiskey was pretty good. I like the idea, but it's it's amazing that you're able to. You get, liked it enough to buy a bottle. I did, yes, I did. Um, I didn't even get to try all of the different versions of it because they they had like four of them there. That why? Okay, hold up. Why did you not get a chance to try the different versions? They were literally sitting yes, I on was, a fucking barrel. Were you too busy socializing? A little bit of both. Yes. What did you forget how to professionally drink at a corporate event? Yes. Well, <laughs> and I know who I, I know exactly who was responsible for this event. And I went to him and I went up to him and I said, this is your fault, isn't it? He said, yes, it is. I said, okay, good. Just checking. <laughs> yeah. So like I th- said, you work for and with some amazing people. Yes. And, and, and we, and, and, and as you, as you determined, we all give each other shit. This is the beautiful thing about it. This is, we are not a, so I think you need to tell the BL story. Uh, oh, which, which part of that story? Okay. So fuck it. I'll tell the story. Okay. So he's got a coworker who heads one of the teams and I met the man the first night dinner, which was phone boy's birthday made me laugh. I made him laugh. Good interaction really made me feel welcome. I mean, he's an American, but at the same point in time, he's somebody who I've seen a lot on these zoom things. So I really held him in high regard as well as holy fuck on steroids. I was meeting my boyfriend's boss, like night two of being in this new country. No pressure, mind you. But anyway, so this guy, he's jet lagged as fuck. Like the rest of us, he goes into the office the next day, slips and tears his fucking quad. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, has to be, yeah. Rushed to the ER. Yes. In a brace. Yeah. The flight home was fucking agonizing from what I understand. Yeah. I mean, poor dude. Like, we want to offer a little karma and he knows who he is. Yeah. He'll probably never hear this, but that's okay. But we we're putting throw it out some into health the world. karma out in yeah, yeah, for the yeah, man. I think we we've seen him uh, recently on on performing and he I think he is uh he is in good spirit I believe. I think I think we can say that for sure. But uh, um yeah. So like I said, I think we will um as I say I think we will uh, move the rest of these stories into the in into the into the next week and then uh, we will and then we will do uh, this little thing. If I can hit the button. There we go. I've been slow cooking it all day in my vagina. Yeah, so what are you cooking tonight, my love? We didn't even touch any of our higher consciousness stories. Yes. We literally just talked shit. Yes, we we did. And I think Unacceptable. Yes, but I'm also looking at the clock Terrible. here. I'm, I'm also looking at You could have done at least one. I'm disappointed, Tromboy. Yeah, well, I think we'll... But as far as what I'm cooking tonight, uh, really simple. It's a shepherd's pie, NSG, which means that... Of course, the seasonings have no sugar in them. I used some Anna Dill Ranch seasoning, salt, pepper, garlic, onion. And I, I actually just realized I didn't put any onions in that meat mix, but that's okay. Okay. Irrelevant well, to the fact. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm posting a before pick while you... You should, you should. Yeah. And we'll post the after pick after it's done. So 
Instead of potatoes, of course, I used mashed cauliflower, which I also seasoned with that Anna dip. We, we call it the Anna dip mix, but it's the dill ranch seasoning from Anna Vicino. Fabulous. So versatile. So the meat got a dose of it. The cauliflower mash got a dose of it. Plus I mixed the meat with cheddar cheese that I've shredded. And I put cheddar cheese on top of the mashed cauliflower when it's all done being assembled, which after you put the, the seasoned meat in the bottom, I put green beans, which I drained and had previously canned. I drained them, put them on top of the meat. And like I said, I added cheddar cheese into the meat. Then I put the mashed cauliflower on top, added the cheddar on top of that in the oven, even showed foam boy how to set the oven up to turn itself on at a specific time, cook at a specific temperature for a certain amount of time and then turn itself back off. Okay, well, we're going to, we'll see. Well, we're going to see how that works. That that means that Phoenix doesn't have to cook tonight because her prep is cooking its damn self currently in the oven. That's right. Yeah. So, yes, we will see what this looks like after. That's the other reason I'm looking. I'm going, okay, we want to make sure that we are done reasonably in the time that your timer will go off, right? Yeah, I understand why. Yeah, so there you go. No worries. Okay, so we we, we were trying, we were not planning to cover a ton of stories this week, but, but we did get a couple of things here in the back of the napkin that I think are relevant. And so, um, yeah, so Kevin Mitnick, who's a hacker and fugitive that turns security consultant, he died this week at 59. And, and, and now he's, he's been, a, he's been a ha- he's been the subject of a le- lengthy manhunt by the FBI in the 1990s that turned him into the nation's most famous cyber criminal, but who later pivoted to a lucrative career as a cybersecurity consultant. He died he, on July 16th. And do, was, do you think they Epstein him? Oh, it could possibly. I mean, they, now they say the cause was pancreatic cancer, which is not what so said Kathy Watman, a spokesman for No Before, a security training company where Mr. Mitnick worked. Now, you know, of course, it could also be poisoning or something that, that occurred. I was going to say, uh, that sounds opportunistic to me where they blame the cancer because he's already got it. And yeah, you know, you slip a little something odorless, tasteless, next thing you know. <laughs> Ah, it was the cancer. Yeah. Mr. Mitnick branded himself as the world's most famous hacker, as no before called him in a, in a Thursday statement. As the World Wide Web was slowly being adapted across the globe, he broke into computer systems of companies such as Motorola, Nokia, and Sun Microsystems, causing what prosecutors alleged was millions of dollars in damage. Now, he was arrested in 1995. Um, and, and, you know, and this is where a lot of the stuff... Now, now I, have, I do have some interesting... I do have a memory from around that time period. Now, I... Um, you know, I... I I worked at I worked for a, a, a an IT company in 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 you know, the, my first job out of college and 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 I was utilized at a trade show and so I was at a booth and it was funny because you know what the what the heck do you what the, what the heck do you show at a, at a it was like a it's like a, well, I forget what it was but it was basically like a um, some some sort of a, like a dude's name Ben conference right and I don't I don't know how else to describe it but that's kind of what it was and so uh, the company I was working for for uh, for some somehow they had managed to capture it did a did a network trace and captured a, a a computer break in that was happening in progress right and so they were able to so able to show how somebody was able to compromise the system and log in now um, this was just being playing in the background in this thing and at some point I was standing there and I get bored so I started. Um, 
describing what was going on in this, in, in this, uh, you know, there's the basically just replaying the network capture because you could see what was going on, right? It was actually, it was, if you, if you knew how to log into a, uh, to a Unix system, you, this, all of this stuff would be familiar. So I just, I just kind of kept narrating it and, and apparently that got some interest in the booth. And so I, I, I and, but uh, one of the people that came by, I was wearing a badge that said Kevin Mitnick. Now, um, now of course, it was pre- pretty obvious it probably wasn't Kevin N- Mitnick I ran into just based on the timing and everything. But that kind of gives you an idea of the fact that, yeah, Kevin Mitnick has been, uh, you know, for the, you know, certainly in the early days, I certainly know the name. I don't pretend to know all the stories. Much, and much like uh, the Unabomber, right, which we know also died recently, um, you know, he, I, he uh, you know, he, I, I assume, uh, you know, the, the official narrative about him is not what actually uh, happened, right? I'm sure there's a there's a lot more to the story than we're ever going to know um so but he did certainly bring a, attention to the fact that hey look you 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 hook this stuff up to the network and shit's uh you know shit's pretty insecure if you don't take some steps you know so he brought you know he's one of the, he's one of those people that brought attention to the pro, to the problems created by the, the, that didn't ex- that you know that existed before technology but people don't realize that they exist right and that's and he brought awareness to it so he's so you would think that companies would be paying him for the fact that he had shown them the error of their ways instead of being pissed off and claiming that they lost millions. Yeah, exactly. So it is a any, but anyway, that he was he was a divisive person in the in the um, you know, and certainly in in our in our circles because yeah, some people think he did you know did criminal things, and other people think he it was it was less uh, less obvious that, that it was criminal, but he was I mean, he was providing a service. It kind of depends on which hat color hat you're wearing, I suppose, right? And as to whether you, um, whether you know, what what is the intent? What is the intent behind it? If the intent is to make these companies more secure, well, yeah, that that's that. There there gets into issues of you know trespass and whatnot, right? And the, the I think he was just toying with the companies. Ultimately, I don't think he actually meant any malice. No, I don't think he was malicious either. But anyway, that's a, like I said that that's just there. There's a lot of controversy, and unfortunately, you know, it's a, he he died too soon. I guess is the best way to say it. Now. Um, what hasn't died too soon is apparently this freaking plate and bowl restaurant that cannot seem to, to but it, but it, but they need to yeah they need to so um, this is this is the, this is the restaurant that we uh, that, that we we've mentioned uh, that is down the road from us and uh, they they uh, they they don't want to operate with government interference and so they, uh, they 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 set up a like a social eating club I actually this the article actually does a pretty good job of summarizing the situation uh, so. Um, and, and honestly, the, the biggest comment that I've had throughout all of this is when we first premiered this story, we talked about the fact that one of the owners said the reason that they didn't want to allow the quote unquote government overreach or interference is because they didn't want to potentially be shut down if another quote unquote lockdown was put in place. Well, you've officially succeeded in getting your asses fully and unhonorably shut down because of your lack of compliance. So what are you actually winning in all of this yeah, exactly. ultimately yeah, so other than being virtue signaling blue dick bags? Yeah. Given where they came from, that's probably it. But let me, let me read the story. A Davidson County judge, which, which by the way is Nashville area uh, has dropped her requirement that the state post a $500 bond for its preliminary injunction against the owners of played in bowl in Fairfield glade, eliminating the con the, the condition to her order that prohibits them from operating the private membership eatery contrary to food safety. 
safety regulations. Chancellor Anna C. Martin granted the Tennessee Department of Health's motion for the bond requirement to be eliminated from her June 21st order, in which she approved the department's request for the injunction. Martin said that at the hearing uh, that the injunction would take effect upon the state posting the bond. The state, however, did not post the bond. Instead, a week later, it filed a motion in which it cited state rules and case law in asserting that Martin erred in requiring it. That set up a July 14th hearing to consider the motion, which Martin, f- with Martin finding that the state's motion was well taken. And with the bond no longer in place, she wrote that the rest of her June order court order remains unchanged and is in place. Now, Martin, in that court order, prohibited co-owners Vincent and Bethany Lucetta from unlawfully operating, managing, or participating in their operation of or management of any food service establishment in Tennessee that requires a state permit. Which means not only can they not operate their own restaurant, they can't even work in a restaurant at this point. Yeah. They really have screwed their own pooch. Yes. And so the Luchettas have declined to comment to the Chronicle after the uh, July 14th hearing. And since Plain and Bull opened in Village Green Mall on April 13th, the Luchettas have operated it in defiance of a health department requirement that they obtain a state permit and allow food safety inspections. They have refused to comply, leading the department to seek the temporary injunction. Now, deter- now determining exactly what Plain and Bull is and has been is a matter of some controversy. Now, the Luchettas do not refer to their operation as a restaurant. No, they they have promoted it in various ways, including as a Christian-based private eatery, and putting those in quotes, and it a ma- social club. It makes me so fucking sick that every time you want to skirt around some shit, you throw a fucking religious sticker on it, and all of a sudden, all your problems go away. Like, fuck you, lady. Yeah, well, they, yeah, considering where they came from, they're using, I'm sure what they're, I don't know. There's what- a reason that I called them blue dick bags yes exactly um so now um okay the the yeah so they may now they maintain that they have a first amendment constitutional right to assemble within a private structure and to operate plate and bowl free of government oversight now i'd like to point out that they are they have a lease in something that is a that property that somebody else owns i'm curious as to when that property owner is going to go get the fuck out of here you you bring in controversy that we don't need here I'm waiting for that story to hit the paper, truly. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, this is... Because at some point, right, the, the, the owner of this, of, of the owner of the property which they are currently residing is going to have something to say about this if they haven't already. Uh, and I can assure you there are several other establishments in close proximity to the location of this particular restaurant. And the more controversy that they bring, it's negative publicity and no owner in their right mind, especially if other storefronts start complaining yeah it's not going to take long before an eviction will find its way into the court system i assure you yeah exactly so um now, now they have underscored their position recently with a message on a talkboard sign outside Plate and Bull referring to it as a private members club closed to the public. Its full-length window and door that once were transparent have been covered, preventing anyone from looking inside. Now, I do know that there is a windows above where they have uh, where they have painted uh, whatever it is to make it so that they're not transparent anymore. So you could actually see inside without, you know, I don't know if they realize that or not, but uh, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't realize that you know people that there are ways of getting information without uh, um, you know, without actually uh, doing it and it could very and it's easy to do um, not that I would do that necessarily but um, 
Now, the state has has decided that, that Plate and Bowl is a food service establishment subject to state regulation, including food safety inspections. And anyone wanting to eat at Plate and Bowl first must become a member by agreeing to house rules, which include acknowledging that it operates in private. Now, there's been some controversy around those rules, but they must also disclose that they do not represent any organization or government agency involved in enforcement of government regulations. Any member representing such an entity would be considered a trespasser subject to pain and unspecified remedy compensation according to the membership agreement. Well, I guess because I'm spook adjacent, I can't go there. Yeah, I mean, that's... You also have something called common sense. Yes, exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't think I need a, need a contract to get a fucking steak. I don't know, but... Uh, that probably wouldn't be fucking cooked right anyway and would probably taste like shit. Yes, and Plate and Bowl has both its supporters and detractors in the community. You know, some have said they like the food and the friendliness of their hosts and that they would continue to eat there. Now, others have said they would not patronize it because of the membership requirements and Luchetta's refusal to comply with food safety regulations. And I think it's quite obvious what position we take on this, as well as the fact that of all the people that are in this area, the numbers say they're not winning. Yeah, I would say that too. Um, now, um, we, have, we have one final story that we're going to talk about with the TSA. Now, it's because it's relevant to our vaca- our vacation work trip. Yes, because now, it, okay. So, if I as as a as a world traveler, I actually have uh, I, I still have a valid uh, membership in uh, the the, uh, the 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 Department of State's Global Entry Program, and, and and which also gives you TSA pre-check. So, because I personally do, I, I find that the that the, uh, and again, I've been skeptical of these machines from the get-go. The, you know, the machine the well, the machines I call the irradiated new where you have to hold up your hands and they and they they zap you with some x-rays or some shit like that and quite honestly i don't i don't feel comfortable uh, with with the government and uh, you know seeing my nude nude naked body number one and number two i don't necessarily want that radiation because i'm sure those machines are are not well maintained i mean it's bad enough you're doc- and you go to the doctors and they use those things but yeah the- seriously phone boy if you were to go through that Immutiated radioscope or whatever the fuck you call it, okay? When they see the hog you got in your fucking jeans, you're gonna scare the TSA jeans. They're gonna be like, he's got a weapon! Something like that. So, needless to say, and this is, by the way, I've had this position for years. So, if I ever have to go, so if I find, and so as a result, I did not, I did not leverage TSA pre-check because that would not be polite to my, uh, to my lady here. Um, and also, it's, it also kind of get the, get the regular TSA experience, which is, and then that, which is like, okay, well, you know, not, it's not so great. And, and yes, unfortunately, um, yeah, when I see those machines, my immediate response is, uh, sir, I would like a male and a female opt out. Um, so that be which yeah there was not even any hesitation like you could tell this dude was like fuck and seriously like at newark phone boy would not shut the fuck up like you could tell he was annoying the shit out of the agent just because he was trying to explain his position and the agent just didn't want to fucking hear it and i literally physically took my hand and cupped it over his mouth and i'm like no worries dude i got this i'm like babe take a breath Yes. Chill. It's 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 okay. He gets it. You don't want to go through the fucking machine. Yes, I don't. And so so yes, we got his and her TSA tickles, uh, both on the way out and the way back. Uh, 
you know, the full on freedom frisk. Now, that's right. So yes. Now, meanwhile, the, the ninth circuit court is the latest appeals court to say that TSA agents can be sued for constitutional violations about fucking time. Now we are getting a bit more clarity and common sense applied to lawsuits involving constitutional violations by TSA agents. And as we are all painfully aware to fly is to spend some time in often uncomfortably close proximity to a TSA officer. Yes. Having TSA officers molest you is not, uh, is not fun. I don't also, uh, having them molest your stuff isn't fun either. Uh, and these searches are far too often extremely intrusive. And yet, despite being given certain law enforcement powers, including the ability to restrict someone's freedom by disrupting their travel plans, federal courts treat TSA offers, officers or TSOs in the court's parlance as regular government employees who sit beyond the reach of the Federal Tort Claims Act. Now, um, and, and, and so this has changed in recent years. A lawsuit filed by a passenger ended up in the third circuit appeals court twice the passenger was frisked handcuffed and arrested her driver's license was confiscated she was detained for 18 hours and released on 400 a bond after tsa agents claimed she struck one of them with her carry-on bag that's weird it's like oh. somehow that resulted in a local prosecutor attempting to try her on eight criminal charges including possession of an instrument of a crime referring to the bag she allegedly struck a tsa agent with what? I mean, and on the this shit's ludicrous. Yes, on the first pass, the Third Circuit decided TSA officers weren't law enforcement officers, even though they are very much responsible for enforcing travel-related laws, like preventing contraband from being brought on board and opportunistically searching luggage to make sure no one is carrying too much cash. Now, buying a plane ticket may be voluntary, but being patted down by an agent is anything but voluntary. If the TSA office decides you need more attention paid to you, more attention will be paid, and there is no other option. You can decide you'd rather not fly than subject yourself to a physical groping and a digital shakedown of your devices, but that's simply not going to prevent things from happening. Instead, you're likely to be detained by, detained by the TSA and arrested by law enforcement for attempting to flee the scene of whatever crime the TSA can imagine. Now, fortunately, this lawsuit got a second pass from, the, from a panel of Third Circuit judges, and so the decision went the other way this time. The government, the bullshit, received no support from the assembled judges. The presence or absence of consent does not determine whether a search has occurred for the purposes of the Fourth Amendment, wrote the judges in their decision. In any event, TSO screenings are not consensual. As noted, per TSA regulations, any individual who does not consent to a search or inspection may not board a flight. Now, that doesn't, that sounds like coercion to me. Um, no. You don't say, yeah. you no. know. Yeah. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Yeah. So the final call by the Third Circuit Court was that the Federal Tort Claims Act does apply to TSA officers. Now, the Third Circuit also makes this devastating point about the government's decision to to call mandatory bodily, bodily intrusive searches administrative. Now, because TSA searches affect the public directly, the potential for widespread harm is elevated. The potential for abuse in, is, is borne out by the Pellegrino's own experience. There is a reason that FDA meat inspectors do not generate headlines about sexual assault and other intimate violations. Yeah, because they're not... Inspe- That's called bestiality. Yeah, exactly. They're just doing it to, to other things. Now, the, the Fourth Circuit only took one pass to arrive at the same conclusion. Conclusion. The government's protestations ignore the plain meaning of easily definable words. Now we get into this in the. I just 
want to point out, it further strengthens the statement that we're all cattle when it comes to the TSA. Yeah, pretty much. Now, the Ninth Circuit of Court of Appeals has joined the chorus of appellate voices refusing to pretend TSA officers aren't law enforcement officers. Now, the chorus also includes the Eighth Circuit Court. Now, the, op- the opening of the decision makes it clear the Ninth was just as unimpressed by the government's not-an-officer arguments as the other three courts. And they say in the, the judgment, uh, the panel held that a TSO easily satisfies dictionary definitions of officer at the time of the proviso's enactment in 1974. That's how how far back this goes. That TSOs are titled, uniformed, and badged as officers reinforces the conclusion that they are officers of the United States as understood in ordinary parlance, meaning the way normal people talk. And it has this to say about the government's insistence that TSA searches aren't actually searches. Now, the government argued that TSOs do not execute searches by conducting screenings. The panel held that the screenings fit the ordinary, contemporary, and common meaning of searches. Further, given the intrusion involved in TSA screenings, case law explicitly recognizes them as searches under the Fourth Amendment. Now, I love it when we can take the government's own words and shove it back up their asses. Yeah. So it only takes the court like 20 pages to dispense with all the government's arguments, almost all of which are repeated assertions that words like search and officer should only be defined as the government wishes them defined on a case-by-case basis. But as the Ninth Circuit Court points out, these words definitely encompass the personal personnel employed at TSA checkpoints, along with their actions and powers. No sale. The FTCA applies and the lawsuit can move forward. Now with that, about half the nation is united in its ability to bring lawsuits against TSA officers for rights violation. Given this trend, maybe TSO should stop violating rights so frequently. We cannot agree more. Um, that, that is a, There's a whole reason that we covered this story because we thought you all would heavily agree that TSO, TSA, whatever they're calling themselves, has way too much overreach and they're using, they're, they're hiding behind their titles. I know. What a surprise. A government fucking person hiding behind a title exactly which is what they seems to do yes i'm i I just work here as as i believe is the saying um you know or i'm 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 here from the government i'm here to help yeah yeah help 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 who and that's exactly i saw a fantastic meme and i'll see if i can get it to be put in the chat it is a faucet running water into a colander and it says I'll start trusting the government right after I get this bowl filled. And I thought that was a very poignant statement and also very correct. I think so too. Uh, so with that, I think, uh, yeah, you know what? I think uh, we're, I think, we, I think we've, I think we're done with the show script. And, I think so. Yeah. And uh, so fucking over this. Now, because we started the show, I think we, I, we because we started the show with WKRP, I think we need to end it with WKRP. Only it, fitting. It, only fitting. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the, the show today is going to end something like this. Fuck you, fuck you, you're cool. 
Fuck you, I'm out. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.